0: Double Oz 7, a James Bond podcast coming to you for our guaranteed monthly episode. Our first in three months. Shut up. Um, We're back after bringing you nothing in May, nothing in June. I think we did a Patreon one in May, didn't we? So if you weren't cheap and paid for shit, then you might have heard our voices a couple of months ago. But other than that, we're back for our final commentary. We said that when we did Spectre, but now we're Back for the final commentary. This is it. We quit. This is it. No more. Never. Until never Bond 26 or Casino Royale 54 or 67 or that other one, Never Say Never Again. That's what it's called. Uh, no Time to Die, our 712th episode on the 25th Bond movie. Uh, finally catching up to the runtime of this movie. And uh, a couple of months removed from us seeing it, a couple of months removed from our recap. We're here to talk over it, hopefully, for at least 30% of the runtime. What will we talk about this commentary? Will it be Colin's cars? Will it be Ben's chair? Find out as we bring you a standard 007 commentary. My name is Ben and it's okay. We have all the time in the
1: world, literally because this movie goes forever. <laughs> and my name is Colin and
2: oh my nose. <laughs>
0: Wow, we we did use all the good quotes in all of our other episodes, (laughs) didn't we? Um, I'm excited. I mean, I've enjoyed doing the commentaries mainly with you, Colin. I think that you were there for all of them except for one. I was there for all of them except for one. And Noah was there for none of them except for two. Um but are uh, three. Did he three? No two or three. Anyway. Um, but I'm gonna be sad that we won't get to do one of these until like twenty twenty nine, because based on the news this week, it doesn't look like we're getting a Bond film for the end of this decade. So thanks, Barbara and Michael. But um I don't know, is this a sad moment, an exciting moment? How are you feeling right now?
1: I, I think it's exciting because you forget we can still do the commentary for Hamlet on Broadway. Oh yes. Uh- <laughs> If nothing, we could do a live read-through. We could act it out. You've seen it in person. So, I have, uh, and there he's next, next commentary.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, this has taken us a while, a lot longer than our recaps, but, um, you know, this is something that was always going to happen. Yeah, you've been here for every single one except for Moonraker. I wasn't on the very first one and have been on every single one since. And Noah actually, wow, he did six. He did not do what? that many. Um, Dr. No, Moonraker, Octopussy, Kornosolus, Spectre. Oh, no. Okay, I've marked him down as doing this one. He's not here. So <laughs> Five. Five. He did five. Still, that's not bad. I thought he was only here for but like two of them.
1: We should let people... A lot of Noah's contributions to the commentaries were done post-production. He was not there yes. for the original recordings. Exactly.
0: He just said <laughs> something racist and didn't get a date. But um, are you... I mean, how are you feeling in terms of talking over this movie? Because, I mean... Most of our commentaries we did, well, all of our commentaries we did weren't within a couple of months. I mean, I don't think we were there in 1962 doing a quick commentary like a few months after Dr. No was released. I don't know about you, but uh, I definitely didn't. But, I mean, this is very fresh still we're not even six months well actually we are now for me maybe not we're not even a year removed from this movie being released specter we did just before no time to die so that was 20 years after because that's how long it took until we got another bond film so how do you feel doing a commentary so soon after this movie has been
1: released it's still so fresh to us it you know it is fresh if you look at the timeline but uh I think we we watched this movie so many times when it was in theaters. I mean, you saw it, what four times?
0: Four times. I saw. Yeah, it,
1: yeah I saw it three times, and we watched it. I, I watched it twice when it came out on Blu-ray. Uh, so this is the longest gap I've ever gone without watching No Time to Die. So in a weird way, it feels at least the freshest it's ever been outside of the first viewing, where it was pretty fresh then.
0: I, I recently just caught a, a very long flight from the United States back to Australia and I had the option to watch No Time to Die, which I probably should have because that would have made about three quarters of the flight go through. But I did watch a few people watching No Time to Die, including one guy with a very disgusting mullet, um, <laughs> basically skip to the end of the film where, spoiler alert, James Bond dies... And it was actually funny because I'm kind of watching it going like, oh, I want to see James Bond die. And these two people got out of their seats basically just as James Bond's about to die. And I'm like, move, move, (laughs) get out of the way. I'm about to see James Bond die. And everyone in the plane was like, what? Um, And then I finally, sorry, get blown up. Um, But, yeah, I haven't since we did the recap. I have not rewatched this film. So I think I've watched this movie a grand total of five, six times now. So this will be number seven. Um, but unlike the last time I watched it with the person, my dad, I don't know if uh, we're going to find out if someone's going to wash up on a beach somewhere at the end of this. So, <laughs> not too sure how it, that's going to play it might, out. It
1: might be Noah.
0: It could be. Potentially. Yes, Noah, not here. Uh, the reason why we've been missing for a couple of months is because I'm blaming Noah, as always, because oh, I'll be available for an episode. And he wasn't. So um, that's not really what happened. But whatever. We don't really need to uh, tell the truth on this show. Um, but <laughs> having said that, can I can I actually, I just want to, now that Noah's not here, let let's bring in Noah. All right. We've got a variety of clips <laughs> that we can play. But we've got a new one from Noah. Because at one point in the last couple of months, he went out and did karaoke. He got drunk. <laughs> He did karaoke, and he always do karaoke. And, and remember, Noah's in a band, so he should be the one who can sing out of all of us. You've heard me sing Die Another Day, and that didn't work. But he got very excited because he was like, Colin, Ben, they finally got a James Bond song. And it was Skyfall, and he sent us a clip of him singing it, and I've been <laughs> waiting to play this. So I'm going to play this right now. This is Noah Groves singing Skyfall.
2: Oh, the thank you, In my this is the
0: Now, I don't know about you, Colin, but um, I'd never want to listen to Fatty Essa again because that was atrocious. Um... <laughs> I mean, what did you think of Noah's singing ability? Does he challenge Adele with that at all? Uh,
1: Well, I think, if nothing else, his drunken singing is slightly above his drunken podcasting. So, uh, (laughs) yes, it's terrible, but it could be worse, and our listeners know it can be worse.
0: What did you really think of that, Colin? No, no,
1: no, 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 no. no.
0: I haven't heard that clip of you saying no for so long. I'm so glad that you uh, still have that there. Actually, Noah, what did you think of it? It was pretty gay. Yeah, it was pretty gay. Very gay, um, yeah. V- very, very gay, and that's a Ben fact.
2: <laughs> All right,
0: we've got to, got to get these out of the way because we can't play these during the, uh, the commentary. We know that. So, if that's the okay, case, so let's play this.
2: <laughs> Thank you,
0: Donna. Um, anything else you want to get out of and done with? Is Pierce here? This, week? I don't know. Colin, you've got
1: some power Pier- every now Pierce, and then. Pierce, who would you rather hear sing that over Drunken Noah? Shirley bassy Shirley Bassey. I agree. I
0: would too. I, I, I really would as well. Um. Cool. All right. Well, that's fun. Uh, How this works uh, (laughs) is (laughs) basically um, get your copy of No Time to Die, queue it up, and when we count down on the magic word, we haven't worked out what that is yet, uh, press play and you watch the movie with us, and we will talk over it, giving you our expert opinion on this movie that usually doesn't ever stay on topic. Um, what are we going to use as a magic word on the countdown? Three, two, one. Dead. Uh, Anadamus or dead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I went with my favorite thing in this movie. You went with your favorite thing in this movie. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. We're, let's dead. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> rip. I mean, he is literally dying in this movie. So, which I'm still trying to work out why this movie is called No Time to Die. Really. Like,. Can we just come up with something at the end of this movie to work out why it was called No Time to Die? No
1: Time to Release was (laughs) what we are going for a while.
0: (laughs) Clearly. All right, so uh, have you got your copy ready to go? How are you watching this, Colin, We never asked this in all of our other 24 things. How are you watching No Time to Die this time around?
1: Uh, You know, I get the digital copy when you buy the Blu-ray, so uh, I have it downloaded on my phone. And I also want to uh, let people know we usually start it because we, we see the lion, the MGM lion right away, but they've got that new fancy logo. So you're just going to see the beginning of the lion graphic this time. Yeah,
0: I actually am not sure as well because um, we worked out that there are different versions of intros because there's some have a Ooh. universal logo. Some, I mean, I don't know what I've got. Yeah, mine's totally from the Blu-ray release too on my iPad. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I actually Funny story, because everyone knows I download illegally, but I downloaded... This became available for download like two days before it was released in Australia. <laughs> so I actually downloaded this like two days before I saw it at the cinemas. And I was so tempted to watch it. I didn't even check it to see if it was a good copy until I saw it. But I've had this basically before I even saw it at the cinemas. So anyway. Um, all right. Three... Two. All oh, right. Are you ready, Colin? Sorry. Are you ready? Yes.
1: Now I'm Now I'm ready. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Everyone get ready because this is going to take a while. Three, two, one. one. Dead. Dead. Now uh, I have the golden lion thing. It is very yeah. fancy now, isn't it? Oh,
1: Ars good. gratia artis. Uh, did I mention that Casper started drawing the MGM logo like a year ago? And he's you perfected did, it. Yes. He's, he's even got that art gratis or whatever on there.
0: So we can spell, unlike me. Look at the. I've got the gun barrel. Is that what you've got yeah. now? Yeah,
1: I got Craig shooting and going now,
0: black. Now, not a fan of this. No blood, which you know some people have said it's because he dies and the guy in the the gun gets him. So that's why there's no blood. <laughs> Do you buy into that theory?
1: I would think we'd still see blood on Craig. I mean, he's using type of <laughs> vaporization rate. In this movie, he just disappears.
0: We're about to see an immortal being, Colin. So, I mean, you know, anything's <laughs> possible in this.
1: That's right. Rami Malek.
0: <laughs> now, this is the longest pre-title scene.
1: It's the longest which... two pre-title scenes.
0: Well, I was going to say, we talked about this in our pre-titles, which basically, um, you know, does this work. Better like do we just have the flashback? Do we have the titles? Do we not have the flashback and have them driving and the chase and like it's a weird blend. It's very weird. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and we- somehow I put on Chinese subtitles. I'm I'm gonna leave it on <laughs> Chinese subtitles. Maybe I'll see what the translation is different.
0: <laughs> Please read them. Ni Hao, Ni Hao Ma. Um, I love she's getting the little box Madeline. Of doom. Yes,
1: you do. Well...
0: No, Colin, I'm not a pedophile all the time,
1: all right? <laughs> but, you know, I was I was a little bit concerned with this movie because I, I was looking for when this movie started, like, things to date her age. And we see her playing Tamagotchi, right? I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe Wallace that makes her the right age. Well, but but he, here in North America, I mean, I know Wallace and Grom was around for, like, I think even the late 80s, early 90s is when the shorts started. But it wasn't really a thing here until the movie came out. So mm. I was seeing Wallace and Grom, and I'm like, man, Craig is really sick. Like this love, woman's what? Twenty
0: three. I love the gun with the bleach. We know that's obviously a reference to Spectre. Um, no, it was big here. uh oh, late nineties, early two thousands, because I remember when Chicken Run came out, which was a few years before the movie. Mm-hmm. That was huge because it was was that Ardman Animation or whatever they were. Yeah, that was like their um, first feature. Yeah. So, no, Wallace and Gromit was big. I think late nineties. I want to say I feel I was in primary school when Wallace and Gromit was a thing. Love Wallace
1: and Gromit i've I've only ever seen the movie, so uh I don't know about the the shorts oh the
0: three shorts were brilliant also oh. um like Safin. yes, we're gonna talk about him, but yes sadly, <laughs> I just like the mask never explained, kind of mm-hmm. creepy, but like whatever um why is he immortal? do we ever
1: <laughs> <laughs> Baron sandy this is the reboot.
0: Like, I'm not as, like, I get the whole criticism where people are like, oh, he doesn't age. But, I mean, my defense of that is you actually don't see his face in this. You see, like, a corner of his mouth. So, I think it's easy to explain that he, for all we know, like, he could be like a little kid under that mask. We only see, like, the corner of his mouth.
1: Uh, my criticism of Safin is that he's boring, but uh, I'll, I'll complain about the immortal thing as well. <laughs> but he the just, mask he is creepy. Well, he's creepy when you have him in the mask. I mean, I... Yeah, and yeah, okay, like we're going to get into lots of disagreements over Safin. Like, there there are elements about Safin that work, but he's so underutilized in this movie. And the performance, I think, is just so the opposite of what it needed to be. And this isn't a knock against just Rami Malek, Cause I, as I've said, I've seen Rami Malek do other things where I'm like, oh, that's what I want to see him do with Safin. I just, yeah, you know, I, I, I,
0: I, I still stand by the fact that I think he's a creepiest vi- villain in the history of Bond. But like, I, I also, <laughs> calm down um i also don't um i don't get his plan and it it like it's still not explained what the fuck he wants to do and also i actually watched a video just before this where they made a solid point about this is like meant to be the most personal bond movie of all time he's got a kid he literally dies and sacrifices himself shouldn't the villain basically be like, like, it should be like a Blofeld. Yeah. coming kind of like somebody who means something. Like, like it, there's no reason that, I know we're jumping way ahead here, about five hours ahead here, but like there's no reason why Safran should keep Bond alive on the island. Like it makes no <laughs> sense. Like there's, there's no connection to each other, these two. Well,
1: you, you know, I'm Barbara Broccoli's famous uh, quote she, she had. Oh, why? She's why very is she famous? famous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what does she do to <laughs> make her
1: famous? <laughs> But like that that quote that she's always had where she talked Daniel Craig into doing this, like there's still some story left to tell. Like, nobody really believes that they had planned out this series from the beginning and that they somehow yeah. left. Oh, we, we, we had a plans for a fifth. But I, I 100% believe that they had an idea what they wanted to do with Bond. They wanted to be able to tie everything up with Blofeld. But that they thought Spectre might be the last chance so let's do it then. And I also 100% believe that they had an idea that they wanted to use Madeline more than once and that they wanted to do something with their story but because they didn't know which was craig's last movie unfortunately we kind of got craig's personal story inspector and madeline's personal story in this whereas if they had known we haven't signed for five movies i think this would have been flipped i think Saffin probably the villain inspector and blofeld probably the villain in this one which would have been the right way to do it
0: i agree with that i would almost go out in a limb and say um silver should have been like Maybe, I don't know, like have something with M like that would have been a good ending with it. M and Bond, die together. Which <laughs> she just wearing like Ugg boots out in the ice?
1: Well, Isn't that what you wore in 2001 or whatever? Well, Ugg boots are Australian. Are they?
0: Yes, very Australian. We uh, we laugh at the rest of the world that turned it into a fashion icon. They're like the most bogan things ever in Australia that people <laughs> just wear around the house and down to the supermarket and for some reason it's high-end fashion.
1: I hope that whatever country invented Crocs also is <laughs> laughing now.
0: <laughs> Probably Florida. Which like the other creepy thing about which again adds to the fact that uh, say so Fanny Ben that he's a creepiest villain. He's in love with her right now. She's like nine. I mean, what's he meant to be? Yeah. Like fifteen or something right now. But like there's a few things that all you need to do is a line or two to explain this. Like him surviving. Say he's got a bulletproof vest. That's all you need. All you need him to do is open up his jacket and go, oh, thank God I was wearing a bulletproof vest. That's all you need. And then, I don't know, have some sort of line or scene here where he's like, I'm Safin and I'm a pedophile. I love you. I don't know. <laughs> like, Because that just makes no sense Play later up on. on. It.
1: Play up on it later on, even if you want. Yeah. Like, have Craig address that. It's like, you've been in love with her since she was 12 years old. Really?
0: Have him, like, right there on a cliff, jerking off over her in the water. It's like, (laughs) oh, Madeline.
1: (laughs) Which is what Craig was doing right before that shot started.
0: What a beautiful man.
1: What a beautiful car.
0: What a beautiful part of Greece we're in right now, Colin. (laughs) (laughs) I teared up. I teared up when he said this and then they play the music. I cried a lot in this movie when I first watched it
1: got a lot waiting for the movie too.
0: <laughs> Which, I mean, as the world's biggest on majesty Secret Service fan, I mean, are you loving this when you see it for the first time? Are you rolling your oh, eyes yeah. going, oh, cheap reference?
1: No, I, I I, was turning right to Jamie. I was like shaking her arm. I'm like, they, they just quoted on majesty Secret Service. She's, yes, yes, I know. I saw it too. And they're playing the song. They're playing the music.
0: <laughs> Which, I mean, at that point, were you like, oh, she going to die? she about to die in this opening sequence? Yeah,
1: I mean, we even speculated that before the movie came out because uh, uh, that was one of the things I was thinking about recently is what we got wrong in our timeline. Because uh, when we saw the first trailer, I remember us thinking the first act of the movie is probably going to be about Madeline. She's going to die. And I think I mentioned it here. There's, a, there's a, a particular other spy movie that may or may not star Matt Damon that kind of... Man, did this, uh, where, where they uh they, they, they killed an important character off in the first we act sequel. We Bought a Zoo? The yeah. Uh, <laughs> they killed Scarlett Johansson <laughs> off in the first act, and they killed the elephants. Oh, it was a double death.
0: I know, but at least they bought a zoo.
1: Yeah, that's the important part. That's actually not a bad movie. I mean, I've never people seen it. People make fun of it because of the title of the movie, We Bought a Zoo, but I'm like, it's, a, it's okay.
0: Just reminds me of Jimmy Kimmel at the Oscars when he's, like, talking it up to be, like, a big you know the trailers are like all the madeline scenes we see in the trailers are from the opening sequence or the bit where they meet in the hall you never see anything else so that was kind of clever i also like so we don't know the timeline here do we like how long after spectre this is i'm guessing not that long after spectre because they're still boning and in in love
1: i mean we see them driving off in the sunset I i would guess this is within you know I mean, how long would a vacation across Europe go? A month, two months, maybe. Well, all the ones I've
0: taken recently, um, you know, <laughs> with a beautiful woman who was in blue in the lesbian room. Um, <laughs> but also, I just love, like, you know, I mean, who am I talking to? You, you've, you've you've known one woman your whole life, and you married her. Um, <laughs> Noah doesn't even know what a woman looks like. Uh, but like, I just, I just love this section here where she's like. Vespa's grave, yes. You need to get over her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's how, many how other, it
1: works. <laughs> over the last month, how many other conversations that it go the same way where he's like, no, I still think I'd rather not.
0: And then, like, this, again, makes no sense. Like, you know, what are these secrets or whatever? The masked man. Like,
1: oh, yeah. Again. So Disappointing.
0: I love how like we're basically starting to keep bagging this out when it's like we love this movie. Um, and like as we constantly said, like there's just so much wrong with this movie that we just literally go like, oh, who cares? like it's so good? Um because I get again, she told him about what happened basically already. So why is this a secret? But when you look that good in that shirt, who cares? I was
1: I was going to say, do you know what was right about this movie? That t-shirt. Which, again, I
0: still stand by the fact that is the most attractive she's ever looked in both her movies, even more so than that I, white dress she wore on the train, Inspector.
1: Yeah, I might agree. Still, I, I'm still. Telling I've you, seen we, her
0: very removed from clothes in certain movies as well.
1: Um, but I might be that. <laughs> I was gonna go with Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, uh, fight scene in cleavage, but uh, <laughs> I have not seen Blue is the Warmest. I, I can't wait
0: week. until we do movies of main Bond girls and we force you to watch <laughs> Blue is the Lesbian. <laughs> You're gonna be watching that scene with a whole new, like, what that's what? What are those? Are they- How, what are they
1: doing? <laughs> They're fighting. Ben- Ben's choice for films of the the Bond girls, Blue is the Lesbian Room, Wild Things with Denise Richards.
0: Oh. <laughs> Not only do you get to see her naked, you get to see Kevin Bacon naked in that movie. So that's a two for one. <laughs> Come on. What else would what we do?
1: The, I mean, Eva Green, she had that uh, that like X-rated movie that she kind of, I can't remember what it's called, The Dreamers or something that she became famous Oof. for.
0: All these Bond girls are naked. Famke Jansen, anything. Uh, <laughs> who cares?
1: Olga Korolenko. Yeah. <laughs> <Judy> she was <laughs> a bomb girl. There was that one band episode of uh, As Time Goes By where she was full frontal.
0: <laughs> Her slapping people. <laughs> Which I'm sorry, no, Will Smith, you can't have the spin off. That's Judy Dench's thing.
1: Yeah. Stop trying to steal our stuff, Will.
0: Now that you just joined her and winning an Oscar.
1: Look, it's Oh, look the at Greece. Acropolis. Greece looks beautiful. <laughs> they literally call it the Acropolis. <laughs> again, Acropolis is not just one and building. It's a type of building. And, and again, I was I understood that they were they filmed this in Italy and stuff like that, but but it was, what I was asking was oh, wait, but they said the Acropolis, so that <laughs> was confusion.
0: You do know that know the Colosseum is. isn't the only Colosseum in the world. <laughs> there are other Colosseums in outside of Rome.
1: Well, then call it like Vesper as a crop list or something.
0: That sounds like a sex I, I, we
1: position. also <laughs> talking about t- talking about young girls too. Like the, the fact that Ooh. they they made Vesper twenty three years old in Casino Royale. We talked about that, didn't we? Like, there's no way she was only twenty three in that movie. And
0: she's like what the secretary in charge of like a million dollars from the U- UK government. Like, I couldn't secretary even drive when finance. I was twenty three. <laughs> I could drive when I was 23. No, I was 21 when I got my license. Whatever. I couldn't do much. When I, I can't do much and I'm 35 right now for fuck's sake. <laughs> Which, again, this scene it was like, oh, sad, and then boom. Which I oh. love how, like, James Bond, like, survives this. So kind of with my dad. He's probably alive at the end of this movie. I mean, he survives yeah. that <laughs> explosion. So, I mean, what's well, a couple of extra missiles on top of him?
1: <laughs> and that that's that has to be the best jump scare I've ever experienced. And Bond isn't known for them, but t- that's one of the reasons why it works so well, because I didn't expect that we'd get something like that in a Bond movie. I remember when that came up, I'm like,
0: I don't know when Verity turned around in Die Another Day, I was like, oh, it's <laughs> And I think the other audience is like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I do love the editing here though. I love the whole ringing in the ears yeah. kind of just the way you can't like, that's clever. I like that.
1: Mr. Fugazi. Does, does it make you angry that Daniel Craig could be blown up, covered in dirt, and still look more handsome than we could ever dream of?
0: Oh, again, having been probably like three meters from his perfectly shaped ass, <laughs> um, and that was above him. I was in what probably a meter from him in person when he waved at me. Um, I've seen it in person, and it's yeah, that that that's an attractive man.
1: And that's in his fifties.
0: Also, have we established? I don't think we've done an episode. There's little baby Harry Connick Jr. Um, <laughs> uh, do you know Corey Fukunaga? I think's been cancelled now. Did what? you hear For about what? that? Oh, I think like he's one of these people who like bully people on set or something like that, and was like trying uh-huh. to get into the pants of people. So um, yeah, since uh, we last did an episode, I think we've lost Corey Fukunaga to the uh, to the woke police. So sorry it, about it that, de- world.
1: It depends. Was it Craig's pants he was trying to get into? If if so, we understand.
0: Well, I mean, that should be completely acceptable. But um, I'm just double-checking my facts here. I don't want to Larry the Cable Guy this or whatever it is. Um, yeah, one month ago, he needs to be stopped. Sources say Carey <laughs> Fukunaga abused his power to pursue young women on set. So maybe he was after, like, little baby Madeline. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we might not be getting yeah, but- Corey <laughs> Fukunaga back for another bomb movie at this rate.
1: You know, outside of this, aren't the only things he made True Detective and Beasts of No Nation or whatever? I, I think those were like all-male <laughs> things he did. So obviously it wasn't don't. the-
0: Colin, I didn't make the accusations, right? I read the headline, okay? That's all, I, <laughs> that's all I bring to this podcast, okay? I'm a journalist who doesn't do his job right, and that is I've never noticed Cyclops' is like pretty cool jacket there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we 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 all finished this movie the first time, you know, yes, six months later for you. Uh, and we all kind of had the same reaction. Like we didn't expect we'd get a henchman. So we're pleasantly surprised, although we don't think that Cyclops will go on to be a classic henchman. The more I watch this movie, the more I'm convinced Cyclops is a classic henchman. This is like Stamper. When, when I saw Tomorrow Never Dies, I wasn't like, oh, Stamper is great. But then the more you watch it, you're like, Stamper is the best henchman they have in that era.
0: I just quickly, I love, like, this is, like, the bits I love with Craig and just, like, the weird little subtle humour that they add, like, it feels like like a Roger Moore moment right there when he kind of just looks. He's kind of got that look on his face, like, hmm, illuminating, like an eye, like, (laughs) falling. Like, that's that's part part of why I love this movie so much. It's because they bring back this stuff finally after, like, you know, they did a lot of it in Spectre, but, I mean, there's other bits here, like, you know, he's about to run through a crowd and it's kind of, like, very Roger Moore. And then you get, like, that epic jump there, but... um. Yeah, I'm with you with Cyclops. I, It's, you know, they promoted Spectre with uh, Dave Batista, of course, with Hinks and kind of that was, you know, he was fine. Uh, but, I mean, the Craig era just has had no henchmen really. So, yeah. um, you know, there's not a very high bar to, to go on, but I think we've had two decent ones. I mean, they're better than Vargas so
1: (laughs) (laughs) anybody's better you guys ranked Vargas way too high when are we finally gonna get you owning up to ranking Vargas way too high
0: because Vargas made a thing because of us (laughs) all right
1: it's a vanity ranking
0: (laughs) it is a very much a vanity ranking I I would re-rank Elvis higher now that I've seen Elvis it's a good movie (laughs) uh so (laughs) I want to re-rank him and his neck brace
1: I, I can't look it up right now because my phone is occupied, as is my computer, but uh, I saw a trailer for something with um, Lea Seydoux that was coming out. Um, Would you like me to look, Colin? Look, look it up, yes. Uh, Blue is a lesbian room too?
0: Uh, lesbian room revenge. harder? <laughs> too hard, too lesbian? Ooh. <laughs> the type of movie I want to watch. Um, so she has two movies coming out this year, Crimes of the Future and One Fine Morning.
1: Oh, Crimes of the Future. Yeah. So that's a Canadian movie that she's in. Uh, Ooh, David Cronenberg. Hey. We watched uh, uh, Dead Ringers. Uh, oh, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, Stewart. It, it's it looks weird. Like, uh, I mean, it, this is what David Cronenberg's known for is like kind of like, oh, that's unsettling, unsettlingly grotesque. Not like disgusting grotesque, just like I feel uncomfortable watching this. But uh, yeah, she's she's now she's now officially adopted in Canada, I guess.
0: Oh, she's like half French, so she's half Canadian.
1: She knows half our languages.
0: The the yeah, the One Fine Morning is a French-German drama film. Ooh. Ooh. Um, ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no sarcasm there.
0: <laughs> ooh, the French and Germans are finally coming together after all these years to make a movie with Lea Seydoux in it. Oh, Sheep Boy. I love Sheep Boy. Actually, Corey Fukunaga was um, molesting those sheep. He's part New Zealander.
1: (laughs) The sheep are the ones who are cancelling them.
0: (laughs) We know that uh, Lee Tamahori would have been doing that. Ooh, brew. Those sheep are pretty sexy. Put a wig on them. (laughs) Which I kind of, like, if this was a Roger Moore film, he would have run over those sheep. (laughs) 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 Baba. Still does make me sad. This is the first movie that we never got Roger Moore's opinion of. You know, just on Twitter. Oh,
1: he. Not he sure have I loved agree it. with
0: James dying, but they tried something different. Well done, Barbara and Michael.
1: <laughs> Would he ever criticize a Bond movie? He I don't think he liked Die butter.
0: Another Day. I think there was like. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was something like. Oh, because uh, you know how they did the whole royal premiere and. Like, the Queen and all that was there. I think, like, Roger Moore was there, and I think he was, like, quoted as saying, like, I think they've gone a little bit too far. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've got to find it. Like, I did read it somewhere. Of course Um, it was Die Another Day. I'm pretty sure it was Roger Moore said that. um, No, I'm going to find this. This is annoying me now. You watch the movie. Um, This
1: this sequence, did we do, we did this in the Hall of Fame? There's so uh, many I, in this.
0: I think, well, Bond bon dying of Felix's death, I think, are the two that...
1: Yeah, and then I, well, I think it. we went with the, the the Cuba fight scene instead. Oh, we did, Cuba, yeah. Yeah, this would have been right up there.
0: Uh, where are we? Oh, what? Roger Moore's dead? <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Who's responsible? I want to know now! <laughs>
0: Roger Moore Bond films in order.
1: <laughs> I, just, I can't just read anything
0: now without Roger Moore's voice.
1: <laughs> oh, I've written, I've written Roger
0: sh- Moore, die another die.
1: <laughs> no wonder you're to blame for it. You're sitting there Google, Googling, die, Roger, die. <laughs> <laughs> die, Roger, die. Oh, I love this. Like, we're not just going full-out gadgets. We're going to do the most spectacular Aston oh. Martin scene ever.
0: And the score. Like, I love the music. Oh, yeah. music. This is a great soundtrack. And I,
1: I never thought Hans Zimmer would be able to put this up because his style is very different from Bond. So when they hired Hans Zimmer, you're expecting it's going to do Inception-style music. And instead, he's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just going to do the most Bond score ever. And because he basically
0: came out and said that, like, I'm a massive Bond fan. Mm-hmm. So, like... I love the fact that he he basically is, like, paying homage to it because, you know, he's a massive fan. Ah, uh, well, here we go. Roger Moore actively voices displeasure with the film, citing the invisible car and the weak CGI as being a low for the series. Aw. <laughs> I didn't like <laughs> the invisible car.
1: I I know I'm very critical of the invisible car, but, I mean, Roger, that the movies you made and the Invisible Cart, a double take pigeon. A, a Roger, hovercraft. you were on a
0: hovercraft that somehow just turned <laughs> from a gondola and a pigeon. Went, woo, woo. Uh, you dressed you went as a into clown. Space, <laughs> you exactly. clown, Roger Moore. <laughs> oh no, Laser. too far! I don't believe <laughs> it. <laughs> pew, pew. Oh, this is the bit where she grabs the stomach.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the Which Jamie feel, uh, caught right away.
0: <laughs> I like the first time I saw it. I'm like, huh? She's grabbing her stomach. Does that mean something? I'm like, no. They would never do that in a James Bond film. <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, I had a really bad breakfast.
0: Imagine if you were one of these people in the background. Imagine if that woman in the pink dress. That was you. You're like, there's
1: me. That's I'm in not- a James Bond film. <laughs> of all- of all, that's the role I'm going to get in pink dress. I will take hey, it though.
0: I would fucking take that. If I was man in hat, I'd be forever I'd be able to tell you I was in a James Bond film. Fuck
1: you. Jamie and I, uh, we watched The Phantom Menace a few days ago and uh, I was telling her about like Samuel Jackson. I'm like, I want you to imagine, like when you're watching this scene here, Samuel Jackson did not know he was going to be a Jedi until he showed up on set that morning. He thought he was going to be a random guy on the street or a random stormtrooper in the background who, who falls uh, that's what it would be in this. Samuel Jackson's like, I need to be in a Bond movie. Just make me anything. I'll be woman in pink dress in the background.
0: I, I like if like I lived somewhere and they were like casting and like I, I would gladly be anyone in a Bond movie. I wouldn't care. Oh, okay. Star Wars movie, Bond movie. I want, I want to be like on James Bond Wiki as like <laughs> man in pink dress was played by Ben Waterworth.
1: <laughs> I want to be idiot who's sweeping. <laughs> 10 feet above (laughs) ground level.
0: Oh, Billy Magnuson, (laughs) there's his name.
1: Anna DeArmas, there's The name. Can we just already address the fact that Anna DeArmas, the trailer is out now for her Marilyn Monroe movie that she's making. Oscar bars around her. Well, let, let's also address the fact that they are fighting to uh, not get an NC-17 rating. So look forward to that film coming which soon. Which isn't a
0: completely fictionalized. Like it's like not even based on anything real from what I read. Like the synopsis, oh, it? it's like loose, like they're just taking creative license, which I mean.
1: I mean, Elvis I, I, obviously I, did that. We just talked about that on the Oz Network.
0: I know not a lot about Marilyn Monroe outside of just like, oh, Mr. President and my dress flies up which happens, by the way, in New York because of the way the subway things are and my dress full up all the time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it would be interesting because I just watched um, Pam and Tommy and Lily James, who I'm quite fond of, um, you got to see her naked quite a lot. But clearly they made her look like Pamela Anderson. Enhanced. So, like, I don't think they were natural, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, Sebastian Stan's penis, very large, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and an armus with an Oscar. <laughs> uh, this title this... sequence we ranked it. This is our yeah, last yeah. rankings, our last episode we did, right? Um it's like just the faces. <laughs> um it's just convoluted. It's it's messy.
1: Yeah, it's so disjointed.
0: And also, since we last recorded, I believe, um, congratulations. Oh no, we talked about that, didn't we? Billy Eilish, Academy Award winner. Yippee. And Phineas.
1: Yeah. What a why name. don't we cancel her?
0: I was, oh, there was some song of hers that came on my iTunes the other day. And I'm like, why do people listen to this? Like this isn't, this is just an emo kid talking deeply into a microphone with beats in the background.
1: There was, um, I, I I haven't listened to a lot of Billie Eilish. I mean, I think I'd heard maybe one song just when I knew she was doing bond. Like, okay, let me familiarize myself with her. Jamie and I were watching something on TV and it, it was, it wasn't like another movie, but it was some TV show, you know, where they'll show a montage of stuff and they'll put like the name of the artist underneath the song and it said Billie Eilish. I'm like, I'm skipping this. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard five seconds. I can't deal with this anymore. But you bad know what? No time, die, no time to Die might be her best song from the ones I've heard. <laughs> that's the uh, unfortunate thing.
0: Bad, bad Guy's a good song. That's, I'm just, uh, I'm so
1: over like song. this trend of everything has to sound like so somber and, and acoustic and and dreary, like, let's bring fun back to music.
0: <laughs> sad boy rap destroyed music. Thanks, Drake.
1: Canada's contribution <laughs> to music. Hey, we still got The Weeknd. He's fun.
0: He's not sad boy rap, though. He's fun.
1: No, but he's fun music. I'm saying we got fun music in Canada.
0: Ooh, Justin Bieber's from there. Of course you do. I saw Avril Lavigne celebrating 20 years since the release of Let Go, went to New York and posed on the same street and she looks quite older now. So that is sad.
1: <laughs> Is there something wrong in Canada though, where I don't know. has got a disease. Justin Bieber. <laughs> there's disease. something wrong
0: with that rule. She's got a disease, Colin, get over
1: it. <laughs> well, but no, but now Justin Bieber's got a disease. So don't be Does a he? pop star in Canada. Today. Oh, he's got th- something. You haven't seen that. He uh something where his, uh his face has like a, a sporadic paralysis. Like he actually put out a video. No, it, <laughs> it looks laugh. like, like look, it, look it up. Apparently his wife has it too. So they're speculating like, No, oh it could have been like a vaccination related or something like that but uh uh basically it looks like he has a stroke but it's like it comes and goes he'll have like hours of the day where his face just droops so so his wife is uh
0: related to alec baldwin isn't alec baldwin's daughter daughter oh Uh, anyway uh enough of disease ridden canadians um (laughs) he's our beloved not boris
1: uh, <laughs> why do people not I don't get why I have not read from anybody outside of our circle who didn't hate Valdo but I'm like he is one of the best things in the movie like did those same people hate Boris I, I don't get it because like the minute he came on screen I love this guy like
0: I was just yeah. like, oh my god this guy is amazing <laughs> I put the ball in your soup <laughs> the only thing I don't like about his character is they just randomly turn him racist at the end it's like, what? Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's working with a woman of another race here. <laughs> maybe they just like do that.
0: Maybe they literally think like, Oh, people are liking this guy too much. Um, fuck. He's racist. Just as he dies.
1: But like it, it's, it's just, it's, it's annoying when you have to throw something like that in there just randomly because you have an opportunity If you want to make that part of the character. Have it be where it's like, oh, you may touch my soup, but not Indian woman. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Under underused line in no time to die. <laughs> it's not, yes, I like animals. It's like, yes, <laughs> I like people with non-white skin.
1: Oh, do you see how it went to the matrix code before the computer shut off?
0: <laughs> hey, that one second of scene was better than the Matrix 4.
1: Possibly, yes.
0: I love this set. This set's cool. I like this building.
1: Oh, it's fantastic.
0: But, like, this is a a facility which is meant to be, like, top secret. They've got diseases that can kill the world. Why is there no security?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they should have guard station on the floor.
0: I went to um, the World of Coke in Atlanta, and they have this section where there's, like, a safe and behind the safe is supposedly the secret formula for Coke, and they've got a guard standing at that door, twenty four seven, in case like you walk there and you're like Mister Pepsi, and you're like I'm gonna steal this formula. They've got better security at the world of Coke than they do on this floor.
1: Forget that when uh, uh, I think I mentioned it before when we when we were on our honeymoon in Nassau they have armed guards in dollar stores. Like we wanted to do, mm. we went to a McDonald's and a dollar store and there were armed guards. And it's not what you think. It's not like a guy sitting there with a machine gun, but it's just you could tell they have a weapon and that's their guards. Like no matter what your business is, you will have a guard on premise. And well, these people New, don't.
0: New York. It's like you go through the train stations and they literally have the military standing in there with like, having said that mm. when I was in New York, there were just, random shootings happening like every day on the subway. It was pretty safe. It was like, you just read, oh, cool. Random businessman gunned down by random stranger on subway on the loose. Sweet. I'm on the subway <laughs> reading this right now. I feel very safe. Um, but again, London, they're very, you know, oh, jolly, old. we've got a disease that could kill the world. No one cares about us. Have some tea and some Ebola in your soup.
1: Wouldn't it be great if right here, Valdo just picks up the phone and he's like, Yes, we have it, sir. The recipe for tomato soup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The secret formula for Coca Cola.
1: (laughs) It is in my hands. (laughs) Mr. Pepsi, we win. (laughs) (laughs) I also found the Colonel's
0: Secret 11 herbs and (laughs) spices. Oregano. I did not expect that one. Oh, well.
1: <laughs> I like I
0: Oh, my oh, God, it's breakfast
1: time! Yes! <laughs> I, Hi, know, Jamie. I didn't even hear her. I just looked behind me like, what?
0: I like your shirt.
1: I like your shirt, Jamie. Uh, it's my pajamas. It's her pajamas.
0: I like your pajamas, like Jamie. What's <laughs> the breakfast?
1: Uh, there's eggs and it looks like sausage and toast. Oh. Fancy. Um,
0: Again, another... I've said it countless times on our 50,000 episodes on this movie, but the beauty of this movie is that it is just so batshit crazy in the fact that there are so many things that if you had have said 12 months ago, this is going to be in a bomb movie, you'd be like, oh, fuck, we're getting another die another day. Like, Mm -hmm. if you had said, we're going to get a scene where they throw a missile canister that launches green dots, which turn into magnets to which somebody is thrown down an elevator shaft and wears a magnetic suit, which makes them float in midair to survive falling down a shaft. You'd be like, oh God, die another day. What the fuck is going on? But you just see that and you're like, huh, that's funny.
1: And I know that I, I mentioned that like Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol use the same thing with like magnets and diving down a shaft, but like Mission Impossible went to the lengths of explaining the science behind it so much that they just kept quoting it. It's like, yes, the science is, don't worry, the science is out. And this they're like, no, we're just going to do it. No explanation needed. And again, are we... Ooh, what I'm, a man.
0: Look at the bulge in those shorts. Um, <laughs> the um, way too distracted to even think about what I was talking about. Um, it's M's fault. This entire movie is M's fault, basically. Don't spill it on your shirt now, Colin. It's a nice shirt you're wearing. <laughs> He's got a mouthful of egg.
1: I'm so so professional gonna,
0: on 007.
1: Keep talking. I'm going to step away to get a baby wipe or something.
0: Colin has literally just dropped egg all over his shirt. Oh, this is why this podcast doesn't win awards because, you know, huh. here we are just talking about egg eating breakfast live on air.
1: I'm going to tell you the best thing about having children that are still in diapers is you have baby wipes everywhere, which come in handy in every room.
0: My mom used to just have a habit of, we'd call them wet ones. So we'd go out and she would just always in a handbag, a purse, got to have more wet ones. Got to have my wet
1: ones. <laughs> oh, we'll but probably mom- keep buying these even after the twins are out of diapers.
0: Another solid point here. Um, as we get the die another day reference here with the dark terror. Um, I get their secret agents. You know, I, I get they've got to be all mysterious and shit, and I get the audience needs to be like, ooh, who could it possibly be, even though we actually have seen Felix in the trailer as we're about to get naked. Craig, give me a moment. Woo. Mm-hmm. I like to brush my teeth too. Does he always um, leave his
1: toothbrush outside? Like, how riddled with bacteria is that? Man, you could almost see his pubes in that shot.
0: <laughs> Craig doesn't have pubes? <laughs> Come on, that man is bare as a baby's bottom. Um, But, like... Why does Felix just be like, hey, I'm going to show up to his house and put a cigar down and half a thing. He'll know what I'm talking about. He could either do one of two things. Write a note. Hi, James. In town. I'll be at the Cuban bar in Jamaica. Or B, just wait for him there. Like, he literally is about to go, like, oh, let's go somewhere quiet. James Bond's house is pretty quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, by the way, oh, that was wait. Naomi before. That, Naomi, we, we established that. That, that was mm-hmm. Naomi that he drives past
1: there. I just, um, I just imagine Felix's notes now. It's like, hi, James. Sorry I missed you. Let's meet up later. Sincerely, Felix Leiter, your friend.
0: P.S. Monica's doing well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also, another thing I thought about. Oh, there's Billy. Look at him. There's mm-hmm. the Book of Mormon. I saw the Book of Mormon when I was in New York. Great show, by the oh, way. I good, recommend yeah. it. Um... Why does Nomi even go to Jamaica?
1: Yeah, there's no reason for her to go there. I mean, they're like, okay, we will got to make sure that Bond isn't going to help them. But, like, she's not asking him for help. She, she literally to kill Bond if that's what you want to do.
0: She literally goes out of her way to wear a wig, pretend to be like a local, to half seduce him, only to be like, yeah, just don't bother me or I'll shoot your knee. By the way, I'm 007. Okay, bye. Like... Couldn't he show up to Cuba and she be there and do exactly the same thing in Cuba?
1: I know you're going to disagree because you're apparently racist, but, like, she looks so cool in this scene.
0: She's got a wig on.
1: Well, no, the sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I do agree. She does look cool. Um, I have nothing against anything the way she looks in this movie. I just think the character is just a poor character. I just I just worry for the taxpayers of the United Kingdom who probably forked out a cool 50 grand on her trip to Jamaica to wear to wear a wig and go, don't get in my way, and get on a plane. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. It's a bit of a waste of money, MI6. Do you know one thing? Oh, this is going to sound Billy. weird. One thing
1: I do like about the scene is that they're all sweating.
0: Well, wouldn't you if you're sitting next to Billy Magnuson, um, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright and Daniel Craig? That's just natural. I love it. You're the guy. You're the guy. <laughs> I actually saw like in Macbeth, the weird scene in it. It's Macbeth. Um, Daniel Craig drank <laughs> the a beer. Scene.
1: on <laughs> The one scene where he's Macbeth. Oh, it's and that famous Macbeth scene. He drank Macbeth. a beer.
0: <laughs> I saw Daniel Craig drink a beer on stage.
1: <laughs> this sounds like the weirdest Macbeth
0: ever. It was like, it was, it was odd. Uh, I mean, again, I don't. I think I. I thought Macbeth had naked witches in it. At least
1: I was telling you, my version I saw in high school had naked witches in it. I mean, there um, are witches. I don't know if I've ever seen them naked.
0: This version had like three hipsters in a kitchen. Uh- <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, it was like <laughs> they modern. Replaced the witches, they, they replaced the witches. They kind of witches with neck beards. That's your version of
0: it was. And like the the way it started, like you had this guy on stage who I thought was like the stage manager. He's all like, "Hey everyone, thanks for coming." Oh, COVID. Lol. Um, by the way, today was Shakespeare's birth. Abbot He says that like every night. And then he's just like welcoming to the show and all sort of stuff. And then out of nowhere, he's just like, "Oh, and one more thing." And he kind of turns. He just like turns. And then the stage, the play starts. You're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Daniel Craig's on stage right now. <laughs> he,
1: he he stripped off his clothes and started going bubble, bubble, toil, tremble.
0: <laughs> you actually, like, it was, I think I said this in one of the episodes, but because the position where I was sitting, um, I could see basically to the side of the stage. So I could see it like when the actors would come on and off. So like literally before it was starting, I could see Daniel Craig like just, I sort of went, oh, my God, they're easy he standing there. It's Daniel Craig. <laughs> sort of
1: hyperventilating.
0: That was the same when I saw the um, the Jurassic World screening. I was, like, in a position where I could see the side thing, so I could, like, all of a sudden, i was like, oh, my God, there's Jeff Goblin and Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> and Colin Trevorrow,
2: but there they are.
1: <laughs> One thing I actually really like about this, uh, I don't think we've talked about it, is um, Nomi and Bond, like, the way that this scene's introduced, just like, they're sexual tension you know and it's basically like yeah bonds like we're we're gonna bone but then that's obviously not what happens and from this point on they're just so annoyed with each other that there's no sexual tension at all like it's 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 not nothing they went clearly out of the way to do but here he's like i'm willing to bone you and then within about five minutes he's like i'm not even gonna look at you
0: before i rebut um i still love that line there where she's like nice ass because it seriously sounds like she says nice ass and i'm like well yes Uh yes he does (laughs) um I see what you're saying, but I still stand by my fact that I said, and you and Noah laughed at me, that I think they've got no chemistry between each other in this entire movie outside of a bit of sexual tension there. What would you do in that? I, just, I can't imagine Colin being in a situation where a woman's proposition, like even Jamie, like before, like, I don't know what happens on your birthday, but like, like, I just can't, you'd be so,
1: you'd be so uncomfortable. It wouldn't even be uncomfortable. I just wouldn't get it. Jennifer Jamie's Garner talking-
0: could be right there behind you, like naked and masturbating with a toothbrush, and you'd just be like, "So, what was it like filming Alias?"
1: <laughs> Jay- Jamie makes fun of me because uh, I mean, yes, it's not so like this happens. Well, it's not like this <laughs> happens now that we're now that we're married, you know. But uh, oh, we actually did. We knew each other and-, and worked together for a while before we were ever uh, together. But uh, she said she said that like she would see th- there was like you know one or two girls who would be flirting with me. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, you just didn't get it at all, Colin." I'm like, "Who flirted <laughs> with me?" I'm like, "Apparently, I just don't get it." So it's it's not that far off base to think, Colin, the office
0: stud, all the women are just coming up to me, "Hey, well,
1: baby." In, a, in all in all fairness, I was working in a workplace with a thousand people, and my job oh. meant that I I literally interacted with a thousand people. Um. So just
0: all these people was throwing, "You were the sexiest guy in this building." <laughs> You were the James Bond of Alarms Inc. or whatever it was that you were- Look,
1: you, you, you go into a building with a thousand people, even Noah's going to get proposition at least once. Twice is not that I just, I just love
0: this this image of like, you just, you know, let's go sell some alarms. I don't know what the fuck your job is. And then- <laughs>
1: Jamie's texting me right now saying it's like, yes, you were that oblivious. Here's Jamie
0: sitting there at a desk going, oh, God, he's so hot. And then all of a sudden there's like Jenny over at cubicle B. Oh, he's so hot. There's Rita in cubicle D. Oh, he's so hot.
1: You, you literally use the name of one of the girls that Jamie said. (laughs) (laughs) What can
0: I say? I I know the office politics of Canada. I have never (laughs) been at any office workplace or anything. The rare times I've had a real paying job and like I, I'm somewhat oblivious. I when I used to go out drinking and clubbing, like Noah, still hasn't grown out of that phase. Um, I have been in situations where apparently girls were flirting with me, like twice in my life, and I had no idea. And people would like slap me and go off at me. But like I can firmly say now, having at least been whatever my situations to at least known two a of woman, them, <laughs> to known a woman. Um, that I could maybe pick up some telltale signs, and I'm never in any of my jobs if I have had that's sexual <laughs> harassment, Colin. You should report these. It women. is, it is.
1: <laughs> report Trust Jamie. Me. Call Jamie up HR would... right now. Jamie herself was definitely guilty of some sexual harassment the <laughs> door back in the day. <laughs> Not more <Yeah>. details, please.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, he would Laurie sexually Kinnear. harass me at all work.
1: <laughs> I I don't know why I I always anytime you mention Christoph Waltz outside of Bond, you think you'd be thinking about one of his more famous Oscar-winning roles, right? But the first thing that always comes to my mind is the Muppets Most Wanted.
0: <laughs> never seen it. The only thing I've really seen him, I saw I saw in Glorious Bastards. I never saw um Django Unchained. He was in that weird Matt speaking of Matt Damon um. Was it downsizing, the one where they shrink them? Yeah. That was one of those movies that started off really good, but then it ended weirdly. It was like Hancock. Remember Hancock mm-hmm. on the Will Smith page? Yeah, like, exactly. started off really good. You're like, yeah, yeah, Hancock, and then it just yeah. ends weird. Like, that was downsizing to me. It was like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. good, and then like, oh, I don't get what they did with the ending of it.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on both of those.
0: And by the way, listen is to it? the old network where we're trying to make Will Smith a thing again. <laughs>
1: Now, here this is gonna be bizarre bond in a fact, but, uh, <laughs> well no but the pre- the previous scene pri- outside of the hat right like <laughs> Bond's hat um I, 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 there are only two times he's ever worn any other type of hat other than Bond's hat he wears a hat there and he wears the the captain's hat and for oh sorry for Russia with love breakfast coming back um but it's it's weird seeing bond in a non- bond hat he
0: but I mean weren't like the first four movies him wearing because that was a whole thing of dude where's my hat well, that from Thunderball hat, no, right no that
1: hat I mean outside oh, of oh, that stop, hat. stop 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 oh, there she is oh. Oh,
0: oh. and I'm done uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh just woman of the year Anna de Amis
1: it's not like we don't want people to think we're perving. I mean, she is very well, attractive. Um, she is she is ridiculously attractive. I am. Uh, but
0: save you, marriage. It's all good.
1: But like this could have been played by I don't know, like random Billy Magnuson. ugly Billy Magnussen. I'm <laughs> thinking random ugly girl or something like that, and she still would be the best thing about this movie. Like her performance is so much fun.
0: Who is a random ugly Hollywood actress?
1: <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> I said ugly and random. I I saw one of these random stories that come up on Facebook where it's like, uh, look at what these celebrities look like now. And then the actual cover they use. it must have been a parody one because they showed Madonna, age 23, and then they they showed the flip side, age 63. And it's like clearly either some CGI creation or some model who's like 25. Like, this is not Madonna in any way.
0: (laughs) Nave Campbell.
1: What? You think she's ugly? I wouldn't say she's attractive. Oh, what a woman. Wow. I disagree with you there. And she's well, Canadian.
0: She just said she chucked a hissy fit because she wasn't getting what I'm paid for and scream. Like, oh, I'm not going to do the next one because you're not paying me as much as I'm worth. See, like, Sorry, Neve Campbell. This isn't 1996. You're not worth as much anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, I would normally back that, you know, uh, because she's Canadian, right? But, but the fact is I saw that recent Scream movie, which aside from being a terrible movie, she's in like, I don't know, 20 minutes of the movie. So how much money does she want for 20 minutes of screen time?
0: What was that was it Matt Damon or Mark Wahlberg who was all like, oh, I'm going to make the same money as my female co-star because it's not fair that they don't get the same amount of money when mm. the person was in the movie for like five minutes and they were in it for like 80 minutes.
1: Yeah, see, like I'm not opposed to equal pay, but what people have to understand is that the pay is based on a lot of factors. It's based on... Your own negotiation, you know. If women aren't making as much in movies, it's because they're them and their management aren't saying no, pay us more. Like, but the other the other part is the ones that people choose to pick on, like uh, you mentioned, Mark Wahlberg was him and Michelle Williams in um, All the Time in the World, the one that uh, oh, was it all, not All the Time in the World, All the Money in the World, the one that they had to replace Kevin Spacey on. Uh, that was the big deal. It's like, oh, well, when they came back for the reshoots, Mark Wahlberg was paid like $2 million and Michelle Williams was paid like 80000 But I watched that movie and Michelle Williams had about 30 seconds of screen time to reshoot. Mark Wahlberg had to shoot half of his scenes in the movie again. And on top of that, she wasn't committed to any other projects when they called her back to the reshoots. Mark Wahlberg had to put Uh, that movie mile 22 he was making on hold that he was not only starring in but producing. So they basically had to halt an entire movie. So yeah, I think it's fair to say maybe he should make a little bit more for the reshoots when he had to do a lot more work and he had to put something on hold for it.
0: And boo fucking who you got paid $80,000 for 30 seconds of work. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I'm sitting here for three
1: hours. I'm getting paid buck diddly, Michelle Williams. And that was the other complaint that came out that was uh, Jennifer Lawrence in American hustle. It's like, Oh, well she didn't make as much money as Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale on that movie. Well, Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale, it's their movie. Jennifer Lawrence is in that movie for 30 seconds. Like we want to talk about equal pay. Why don't we give the most pay to people who work the hardest, not the people who just because they have a name, but anyways, Point being, I am I am for equal pay under the right circumstances, but there's no way that Anna De Armas deserves as much money for this movie as Daniel Craig does.
0: Well, and that's what the argument would be. And it's it's not the same. It's like uh, Noel Gross does
1: not deserve as much as me and you for this podcast.
0: Can't can, can, can is Michael Wilson. Um <laughs> oh, I'm not get don't get me started. Um but this so this oh, it's all of Spectre. There they are! <laughs> I do also love the fact that I think it was, um, we worked out that they're like the Mickey Mouse guy from Spectre is in here. And there's Idris Elba. um, (laughs) And like, just the random. I like the fact that they actually bring back some of those random people from Spectre. I I, like, this is so (laughs) dumb. It is so stupid. All of Spectre, they're all here. Like, I want that to be in Star Wars. The Empire, all of them are on Death Star (laughs) 2.
1: Well, I, I just want them to identify them right here. It's it's all a Spectre. There's Ryan from HR, Shirley from Payroll. Jenny, who's flirting with Colin again. Um, <laughs>
0: like, again, right now, what are we witnessing? We are watching three bald guys walking around with a plate with a bionic eye on it, basically. Just like, this is, like, did you ever think when you saw Casino Royale that we would be back to Bond like this? Like, I, I just, I don't want to bag out this beautiful man who I've, you know, took a photo of and being near him now. But, like, this is the problem with the Daniel Craig era. Like, it, there needs to be, like, he plays it well in this movie. There's some funny moments, like his facial expression and that. But, like, imagine Roger Moore or Pierce Brosnan in a film like this where they're carrying around a little bionic eye. Like, I mean, it would just be, there'd be one liners being dropped here all the time. Good to see they've got an eye on the prize or something <laughs> like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel there needs to be one liners dropped here or something happening.
1: But that's why I actually think this movie is so successful. Not, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about just successful creatively, like why this movie really works is because all other Bonds had that same trend where their most absurd movies came much later. The most absurd movie that um, Sean Connery made was his fifth movie. They, they worked their way up to that absurdity before it's like, well, you've gone too far. Roger Moore was like his fourth movie, uh, Moonraker. Oh, you've gone too far now um dalton it was a second you've gone too far now brazen is fourth they me. work their way but <laughs> lazy me yeah <laughs> but like daniel craig they work their way up to this absurdity and yet this movie works in a way that license to kill moonraker you only live twice and die another day don't
0: do you feel though again I guess this is the the issue of doing this film you know less than a year after it's been released i mean We were all on board the Spectre train when it came out. I'm the only one still with the ticket. You and Nora have jumped off that train. Most people have jumped off the Spectre train. It's a pretty hated movie now. Um, From what most people seem to have really enjoyed this movie, I, I watched a Bond ranking recently where this was like, somebody had it like six. I mean, I ranked it at number four. So, well, number three, I think, didn't I even? So... Do you feel as though that this is going to be something in a couple of years where people are going to be like, oh, my God, it was so stupid. They had a bionic eye. It was his birthday party and nanobots, not just for Christmas. Like, I mean, everyone – I guess the thing, like, everyone talks about this movie, it's a movie that killed Bond. Like, that is literally the talking point of this movie. So there's no conversation around the absurdities of this movie, which, again Mm – if Bond didn't die in this movie, I feel like we would be talking about this very different. I, I'm not complaining about it because I like it. This is what I like in a Bond film, but I just feel the Craig era was so far removed from some of the silliness of Bond that we've got a whole generation who've grown up on Bond being different perspective for a lot of Bond fans that, you know, maybe these things are going to be talked about differently in a few years.
1: Um, it, It's tough to say because right now I think we're also in an era where we went through the Bourne movies and that was what was cool. And anything that wasn't a Bourne movie or wasn't as realistic was suddenly not cool. And now we've gotten to a point where not just in this franchise, other franchises, the absurdity is being embraced again. But that could yeah. you know, completely pass in another generation. But I think since we have Spectre, I think it's unlikely that No Time to Die will ever be the one to receive the criticism. Uh, and really, we've got Quantum as well. I mean, di- different type of movies. but. I, I think they, they, they have a good enough balance with the absurd in this movie. This weird example, but Fast and the Furious, obviously nothing like Bond. Um, thank God. But uh those movies, the most popular one, and I honestly I like the first Fast and Furious movie, and I have rewatched recently all the Fast and Furious movies Why? just to try to figure out I was trying to... Well, first, it was on... It was like one of those New Year's Day marathons. Like, nothing's on TV on New Year's but Day. But you
0: do other things. You don't watch the Fast... <laughs> you, you like, watch grass grow. You have sex with your wife. You don't watch the
1: Fast and the Fury. We've talked about this, Colin. But but I, I was trying to get to the bottom. I was like, why do people really like these movies? And it's not like they like the movies in, in like, oh, yeah, the, I like them in, like, oh, they're so bad, they're good. Like, people legitimately think these are great movies, and it's when the series started doing things like having The Rock shatter an arm cast by flexing his muscles or Vin Diesel collapse a parking garage by stomping his foot. That's what the people think is the best of the Fast and Furious movies. So really, when you look at this generation, No Time to Die is pretty subtle compared to most other well, action.
0: I've got something to say about that, but just, just this moment here, I love this whoop, 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 whoop moment yeah. we're about to get from Adamus. <laughs> um, but... I guess my point is, it's like, yeah, Spectre and Quantum of Solace get the shit. As Colin's like, scooping stuff, <laughs> like, I lick my plate. Don't worry. Um, like, Quantum gets criticism for various reasons, obvious reasons. Spectre, I can, it's similar to Die Another Day in a way that I can see why people criticize it, but I don't buy into the criticism of Spectre on a different level to Die Another Day. But mm-hmm. like, I don't think Spectre and Quantum of Solace are batshit crazy movies like in the things they do i mean Mm specter maybe with the whole brother reveal but i mean Spectre's a pretty grounded movie um this one just it's just i i don't like i mean we've talked about it before like brosnan was beloved as bond during that era Mm -hmm. like we grew up with that we knew how much people talked up brosnan as soon as craig came on the scene people like oh fuck brosnan sucked you know yeah um so like i don't see like we talked about this in the craig era recap download now available i don't foresee a world in which people are bagging out daniel craig because he is so beloved but who knows like idris Elba rocks up wins an oscar for his first ever turn as james bond and people like daniel who like (laughs) i don't know like i just i i will wonder like i feel this will get something one day where people are going to be like bionic eye and nanobots and you know, Blofeld's birthday party. Like I just feel (laughs) that may get something one day. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to be one of those people. I love that stuff.
1: But it will be weird that like every bond has that, uh, that one movie that just becomes the, the punching bag for their era. And it'll be unusual if it stays as quantum respecter for Craig, because it'll mean it's the first time ever where it's not the most absurd movie. That's the punching bag for a bond.
0: Yeah, I feel it will be Quantum. I, I, I still stand by the fact that Spectre will come in cycle. I don't see Quantum coming <laughs> in that cycle. I think Spectre <laughs> will get something one day. I think it's going to be like a For Your Eyes Only, whereas all of a sudden there's going to be something will happen and people go, well, actually, no, that was a pretty good film. Like, I feel yeah. For Your Eyes Only is like that, you know?
1: Tomorrow And Tomorrow Never Dies is tomorrow getting that dies. point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Happy 25th anniversary to Tomorrow Never Dies, by the way.
1: Yeah, and happy thirty ninth to Octopussy, too. Maybe oh, uh b- we'll do Anna. some type of tribute.
0: Yeah, we're we'll gonna do our fiftieth anniversary with Diamond Forever, Noah <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's holding up for fifty one, the important one.
0: I love uh was it the everything wrong with video where they get there and they're like bagging out Nomi for the thanks for the plane. Let me guess, she's probably left the keys <laughs> in the ignition and you literally see that she's <laughs> left the keys in the ignition. <laughs> <laughs> Also, do planes need keys? I've never flown a plane, but I don't <laughs> see like pilot Jim getting in a you know United Airbus Seven 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 and go fuck keys, keys, keys. <laughs> Shit! I left the keys on my dresser. Fuck, guys. Um, this is your captain speaking. Um, we've got a paperwork delay. Fuck, get it
1: over. Who knows how to hotwire a Seven Forty Seven? Oh God. Oh, I, as soon as this, as soon as I see this boat, I'm always like, oh, Felix is going to die. Oh. Spoiler. It's I done still, so well, though.
0: I still feel so shortchanged with Felix. <laughs> like, this should be the talking point of this movie. Like, I remember when I was watching this, for yeah. the first time I'm going like, am I okay with them killing Felix? Is this a thing? And I'm, I'm, I'm straight up going like, oh my God, we've got so much to talk about. They killed Felix. How are we going to yeah. top this?
2: <laughs>
1: Like killing him is off in Spectre.
0: The, like, the most
1: controversial thing ever done in James Bond, the killing of Felix Leiter.
0: Well, in all seriousness, Bond doesn't die in this movie. How are we talking about them killing Felix? I mean, we're still talking about it, but like it's, it is so overshadowed. It was like, like when I, Farrah I... Fawcett died, Rip Farrah Fawcett, but she just <laughs> happened to die like within 24 hours of Michael Jackson dying. So sad, but no one remembers it. She also died in basically that
1: day. We've also all said this before. Like, most people mistakenly think that Felix dies in License to Kill. <laughs> yeah. Everybody forgets he's alive at the end of that movie. So th- that's why I don't think this is as big of a deal. You you can kill Felix later. They've done it before, right?
0: I I read The Living Daylights. I've read it. I read it. Not Living Daylights. Um, Live and Let Die. Thank you. It's right yeah. in front of me. Um, also, I, I looked at the rankings of you and Noah um, of the books. I couldn't remember where you ranked things. And straight away, I've only read two books and I've gone, oh, God, they're going to hate me already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like three chapters into Moonraker. It's a lot of talking about Hugo Drax and playing cards. So,
1: yep. Oh, Moonraker, I'll say this about Moonraker. When I reread it, I was surprised how long the card game goes on for. It's legitimate, like seven chapters of the book.
0: Okay, I'm not up but- to that bit yet. I'm just literally up to the bit where he's like talking about the. Like, oh, great, i look forward to
1: that. <laughs> but like, uh, and-, and still, that stuff is great because the- it's-, it's a lot of like Bond just having fun, uh, you know, messing with him. But once you get past that, like it is so hard to top Moonraker. In some ways, Moonraker's story might be better than Casino Royale. Uh, but Live and Let Die is an underrated novel. Yes, it is controversial. Yes, it is slightly offensive. But when you get to Goldfinger, I think you realise Goldfinger may be more harshly racist towards a different race than Live and Let Die is. This is what,
0: quickly, I love that moment there when um, Booker Mormon, Billy Magnuson, is like, ah! when he gets the gun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I read the chapter with the N-word in it uh, mm-hmm. on a plane next to people <laughs> with skin colour that's would have found that offensive. So um, that was a very awkward, I was like, carry up, read the chapter, read the chapter. Um, I just think I found, I know we're jumping the gun. We'll talk about this when we do Ben reads a book episode, but like live and let die to me. I was like, straight away like, wow, you can tell why they made these into movies. Like you just, it's so cinematic Mm -hmm. that book. It's fun. It is. Don't you miss fun? that's,
1: That's the, that's the other thing where I think live and let die and Goldfinger are kind of separated. Like Goldfinger, the movie a blast. Goldfinger, the book, yeah, a little bit dry. And when you deal with some of the racism towards Koreans in the Goldfinger book, that's why I think it feels harsher than Living Let Die. Because Living Let Die is just, it's supposed to be ridiculous, you know?
0: I just also love the fact that whenever, because the way like Fleming writes out the speech of like the African Americans, I just read that like Jar Jar Binks. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> yeah.
1: It takes it takes a couple chapters to get used to uh, the writing style, and maybe "Live and Let Die" the book would be a little less offensive if he didn't write the way they talked, you know. Which also, rewatching the Phantom Menace, I just want to say this: when people try to criticize George Lucas for being racist because of Jar, Jar Binks, we talk about this on the Oz Network. Ahmed Best, who is from Jamaica originally, is the one who came up with the voice. Like, it's not like George Lucas after said, "I want you to sound like like some Jamaican stereotype." No, no, he he brought the guy in and said just do whatever voice you want to do. And he's like, Hey, me, son, Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, all right, you're hired. The yeah, guy was the, being himself. He's not racist if he is Jamaican.
0: The original cut was like, hello, my name is Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> What's yours?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like the, the C-3PO thing where he originally was supposed to be like a, a, a cheesy used car salesman. And he's like, yeah, but Anthony Daniels is so British.
0: See if you watch the uh, original Darth Vader voice when he's like, oh, yeah. I want him alive. <laughs> 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 I do love the moment here. Like the way he's like, you're from Milwaukee. Oh, is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Milwaukee. Is that what I said? <laughs> but it's also like the, the, the thing that I really appreciate about this, and this is where I don't think I ever got on board with, particularly with your stupid opinions about License to Kill, but like... <laughs> The whole relationship between Felix and and Bond again. I've only read two books, so like I don't know what it's like fueling the books from what I've read so far. It's very strong, but like I love this section here where you kind of got him saying like, "Oh, we've been through worse before," and it was like you just you've got these few little lines that kind of sell these two as doing missions and that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. again, like we're gonna get that line later on where Bond's like, "I had a brother," like I don't know, like I this had a to brother.
1: me, <laughs> small
0: world. Uh, like it just. <laughs> It's solidified. Like this, almost makes License to Kill better for me because it's like, yeah, they're so close, and yeah, he would Uh, be his best man at his wedding. Like, yeah,
1: like, and again, you've read the Live and Let Die book, so you know that I have. Yeah, hey, read a
2: book, (laughs) read two.
1: Here they are, Colin.
2: Hang on. i've read these
1: <laughs> now, now where's the Woo! palette where's the palette filled with the ones you have not read yet let's focus on those well, i've only got these two
0: here that i haven't read yet Moonraker <laughs> is behind me somewhere also why is there a cowgirl with a gun on diamonds are forever <laughs>
1: a cowgirl? oh yeah i've seen that cover before <laughs> anyway, <Vegas. sorry. laughs> uh, but uh e- even in the live and let die book like it was always fleming's idea that this would be the one guy bond would consider a friend like uh, I think it's in, in *Live and Let Die* when he first sees Felix first time. He gets like excited, like the point where he's like smiling ear to ear. And Bond's not yeah. the type of guy, especially in the books, to smile. Or, Felix, old buddy. But like to me, maybe it is just because in the books it was it was more like no doubt. I'm. They they loved each other. Like they 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 every time they got excited. Any time they would meet up, but it was always a working relationship. You know, they they would never hang out outside of work and, and invite each other to be best men at each other's wedding. Not flirt with no-
0: each other in the office.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jenny. if they did, Felix would never understand. Um, don't you love to, the first shot they get there is on the dog.
0: <laughs> I, I still, I'd like to question how the fuck that giant cargo ship spotted that tiny yellow thing in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and also I'd like the spin off. I want Daniel Craig to come back for the three month sea journey of um, him from, like, Cuba to London on yeah. that. <laughs> what's what's he doing? He's like a Russian ship, like, yes, would you like to sleep in quarters? And it's like, yes, I would love to. <laughs> so what do you do with yourself? Why are you vo- floating in the water? I, um, I am a pirate. I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go. He's oh, one time saying this. this.
1: <laughs> But this uh, this is also so great because the trailer built this Mayo up. Like it's gonna be, Sorry, <laughs> it's going to be so dramatic, like James Bond. And in the trailer, you're expecting the reaction to be like, "What?" But like this guy has no reaction, which is even more perfect. He's like James Bond. He's like, "Okay, <laughs> James Bond." Is that with B O N D?
0: I want to find out that guy because this guy's going to be the new Hannah Stokely. He's going to be like the next big thing. I like that guy. <laughs>
1: Is it sad that we have now passed the most flirting we're going to get between Daniel Craig and Naomi Harris in this movie?
0: Yeah. I mean.
1: It it was five seconds.
0: I mean, you know, I think I mentioned about how she gets shafted so much in this movie, but like even, you know, like I've always complained about her being too much involved, but I guess like they just, I mean, make her more secretarial or something. I don't know. Like she just
1: does nothing she doesn't need to be more involved in the story to at least give her one or two lines of dialogue where they're kind of flirting, like have him come out of the office and she follows him down the hall and they have a little flirty thing. Like just give us something to remind us of what their relationship's supposed to be. And of course now they're probably thinking, wow, that's, that's sexist. That's inappropriate. It's not sexist if they're both flirting, maybe it's an HR problem. We'll talk about my former employer about that. <laughs> well,
0: so why is it sexist? Like uh, women are allowed to be secretaries still in 2022
1: exactly and she's more than a secretary i mean this is like really tanner is a secretary too you know (laughs) they both have it's not like tanner's out with a gun in the field just because you're not in the field and you're working at a desk that's somehow demeaning
0: i love how like um the the news that came out during the week about how barbara and michael all like oh you know we're probably not gonna start filming a new bond film for at least another two years um and they're all like oh but since Amazon bought Bond. There's a whole universe starting with this weird, fucking reality oh, yeah. show. Which can we do an episode on that? Like, I, I don't. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> I don't want to watch it because it doesn't interest me. But like, it just sounds like the Amazing Race, but like they've just somehow put a 007 logo on it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's like it's like, it's like a Survivor 43, James Bond edition. Like, <laughs> every three days when you were voted out, you have to guess the Bond actor. Like, I I don't get how this is a Bond themed reality i mean it could be brilliant for all we know but like it just seems weird that this is the the first ever bond tv series is going to be a reality show and it's not even like i want a bond reality show where it's like find the world's biggest bond fan or something like that or like Mm. relive the bond movies like by like this just sounds like the amazing race happened to be somehow connected to james bond i don't get it
1: yeah unless they're shooting people it's not going to be authentic right (laughs) somebody had better die on this
0: I love, I love, I still love here how like, Ames like I don't have time for Felix light. Well, he's dead. I had a lot of respect for Felix. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, can we, uh, can we, can we pick fantasy bond here of the Pierce Ooh. Brosnan era, non Pierce Brosnan era three men? We know for Ooh. sure were definitely in the running. I had already said, yes, they had talked to me about playing James Bond back with the Pierce Brosnan era. Ray Fiennes, Sean Bean, and uh, Liam Neeson. All three have come out and said, yeah, they met with me. Those three guys, 1993, Samuel? 1994. Well, Sam, well, Sam Neal was in the running before that. That was like the Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton era. But I mean like the GoldenEye era. So we have Ray Fiennes, we have Liam Neeson, and we have Sean Bean. Those three guys, if it's not Pierce Brosnan, who do you think is the best Bond? Sean Bean.
0: I think you Sean think Bean would have been... Well, I just think we saw him kind of as a you know, type of bond. Um, I just, I just, I mean, plus he wouldn't die for once. So that'd be good. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was good in GoldenEye. He's kind of like a MI6 agent. I think he would work well. I mean, not to take against Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes. I, I've not really seen Ray Fiennes in anything action-y, like he was Voldemort and what was that, English patient. <laughs> What's that? He waved that a he... wand
1: at children.
0: I know. Well, I did that, and I went to jail. Um, and like Liam Neeson's sure, but like Liam Neeson's more of a like he'd be like, "I'm Bond. I'll find you, and I'll fucking rape your daughter." Like, I mean, I don't know, Like, he just is too too far. Like, I don't know. I think Sean Bean.
1: I I think that Liam Neeson's the guy that's going to get us closest to Pierce Brosnan. He's going to have that blend of humor and action and charm ray fines would get us closer to daniel craig i don't i don't know if i've ever seen ray fines anything funny i know he did that <laughs> Made in manhattan movie with jennifer Lo- lopez i never saw it but uh but yeah i mean I'll sean bean i think would have made he would have made the most unique bond but like I, i'm a big fan of the the sharp tv series that sean bean was in which i've always said is basically like a bond series set in the napoleonic war <laughs> it's very similar there's a lot of like the you know uh womanizing and secret missions and all that and um yeah i i i I think i i personally think that liam neeson would have nailed what they were going with the most but i agree sean bean would have made the most interesting bond but if we throw if we throw sam neill in there sam them all.
0: yeah but like literally he would beat the shit out of them all but like i just as much as i would have loved to seen sam neill because i love sam neill there's just something that i just can't picture him as james bond i don't know there's just it's Maybe yeah.
1: I mean maybe it's because like I said, my mom was in love with Sam Neil, so I mean I watched a lot of like young Sam Neil stuff that she loved from the '80s, and I could definitely see more of like the suave, sophisticated, charming, funny Bond.
0: I I just also don't want a New Zealand Bond. Um, <laughs> I just I'm trying to find the actor who plays Durman, but he's like not even credited on IMDb. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Um. I love like I, I got turned around a bit on Q in this movie. Like I, I it's still not my Q oh. but like I still like Ben Whishaw just in this film. But um I do love um just the hello Q I missed you. Yeah. <laughs> and the cats. You the know, they cat. have hair, you know.
1: I okay, I also love this is this is almost the closest we'll get to Dr. No, let's label everything. He plugs it in and it says, scanning USB drive. And it says accessing secret files. I also
0: love how he's like, um, it's like, so have you checked this basically for like STDs or whatever? And then I, <laughs> I I still want to know what Nomi touches when Nomi like goes to touch uh, not Nomi, Money Penny. Whoa, Ben, oh, um, ben! <laughs> <laughs> They're both actresses. Um but when Maddie Manny, Penny's like touching something on the wall. And he's like, "Don't
1: touch, don't touch that, Ben. Just yeah. move on. <laughs> we'll let like, it <edit> that out." <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I love this scene because it's, and also we don't get the flirting with Bond and Money Penny, but we kind of get them like causing mischief together, and that's something we've never had before. I like that Money Penny and Bond are both getting on Q's nerves here. Uh, what's he say?
0: Like, what are you doing for dinner tonight? <laughs> also, we should mention the uh, very unassuming reveal that Q is gay. And I loved how there was like no like big you know like oh this is controversial,
1: and, like the way that Disney does it. Like I haven't seen Lightyear yet. I know that Buzz himself is not gay; they would never go that far. But uh, well, uh, well, I mean, him and Woody. What would they do in the closet when it's dark? Came out Who with knows? a guy
0: called Woody. I mean,
1: <laughs> saying, <same>. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the way that Disney has it in all their things. Like I know there's the the background characters in Star Wars that are gay. And like, that's the, that's Disney's C-3-P-O way. of 3 we... and
0: um, r 2 want that background <laughs> characters.
1: <laughs> but like, Disney is always like putting stuff in the Marvel movies or the Frozen movies or the, the uh, uh, Star Wars movies where, hey, we're we're, we're being progressive. We're going to have gay characters in the background where nobody notices. Like, Bond, we're going to make a major character gay and we're going to do it in a way where we're not making a big deal out of it and people are going to be okay with it.
0: That's a very good point. Because, like, I mean, it was, what was it? Beauty and the Beast was the first one that they, like, the yeah. remake. Like, it's, because it does it's always like, make it's a the.
1: Tea, it's like a teacup or something. I don't know. It
0: always makes the news, doesn't it? Where it's kind of like, oh, they're, they're gay. And it's like, what was it? Saudi Arabia bans Lightyear because there's, ga- like, why does it need to be in the fucking news? Who cares? Like, people are gay. Let them be in but movies. Like- it shouldn't be a headline. Like, who gives a fuck?
1: I'll also, I'll also say, and this is not me jumping on the bandwagon and banning it or anything, but it is weird that they will identify characters being gay. It's like in most of these Disney movies, people aren't identified as straight. You don't have a lot of love stories in, you know, some of the Star Wars. Perfect example. There's the, there's two love stories in Star Wars and neither of which are significant in any way, you know? And I'm going to start, I'm gonna start into some of the movies. doing
0: like headlines. Like, oh my God, there's straight characters in this movie. <laughs> <gasps> Controversial. They'll ban that. Like what's the gayest country in the world? I don't know. Um, Azerbaijan. Like, oh my God, they're banning the straight movies in Azerbaijan. That's, they're not a gay country. I don't know what a gay country
1: is. <laughs> the, the gayest country in the world, Azerbaijan.
0: <laughs> it sounds like the word, like it sounds like very flamboyant, like Azerbaijan. Like, I mean, it just, you would say that very
1: flamboyantly. <laughs> Everything is. Benicia- <laughs> on this episode is more offensive than what we see in no, light year, I guarantee it. I mean you. that in a positive
0: way, so it's like, not like if you just say like, I don't know, France like that's not very flamboyant, like go on, what's this country? France like okay, Canada ooh, okay, but it's like Azerbaijan like it's very like, you know like Azerbaijan walks into a room it's wearing a big frilly dress people are drawn to Azerbaijan because it's very out there Right, it's like hello, everyone. I'm Azerbaijan. Here's my friend France. Like you know, lame.
1: <laughs> U- Uzbekistan's a still thing. in the still in the closet. Azerbaijan, no closets necessary. <laughs>
0: they they are out and proud and get used to them. <laughs> Hello to all our listeners in Baku.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: Azerbaijan! Like, it's so... Like, they're very... They're a, they're a great country. I love it's Azerbaijan. So gay.
1: No, <laughs> like, I wish we I, could edit it in here. Noah, what would you think of Azerbaijan? Oh, it's pretty gay. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't, like... I'm not saying gay is in a but gay's not bad. I'm I'm on the gay train. Like I wish I was gay. You I are really definitely do. on the gay train. I really do wish I was gay sometimes. It would explain why I am so flamboyantly into Madonna. But like, like <laughs> Oh look, Saffin.
1: <laughs> he has a deformity on his face. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I want to find out how big blue the lesbian room was in Azerbaijan.
0: <laughs> they love Bohemian Rhapsody, loved it.
1: Pretty Mercury was their president. To, <laughs> circling back to our pre-Azerbaijan point here.
0: Um, to the episode title.
1: <laughs> you, you <laughs> Azerbaijan,
0: Azerbaijan, capitals with an exclamation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Okay, so when you When you do it well Azerbaijanian level gay stuff in movies
0: That's the level of like Gay to straight You have Azerbaijan <laughs> Like What's the straightest country in the world? I don't know. And Nigeria. Saudi Arabia. No, <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Nigeria, pretty straight too, let's be honest.
1: Um, <laughs> we're going cons- replace- we to, say to <laughs> we're gonna replace the word term gaydar with Azerbaijan right now.
0: <laughs> Every single time we play that clip of Noah, it's like, oh, it's pretty Azerbaijan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even their
0: flag is like bright and colorful. They're <laughs> in the Seychelles. <laughs> Seychelles is basically a rainbow flag. They're pretty gay, too. Good for them.
1: <laughs> and Seychelles sounds way gayer than Azerbaijan. They're also very flamboyant. like Azerbaijan, Seychelles! <laughs> Seychelles! They are
0: the two uh, countries that walk into the UN and you know you're in for a good time.
1: And you know what? We have had more gay, gay content in this episode then late year has <laughs> guaranteed.
0: And we are very pro-gay. We've had Noah on this show for how many years? <laughs> and me. So like it's it's very pro-gay. And you I'm know, not saying these... that derogative, that's a positive comment. Like, I don't I've never understood why gay was used as an insult. Like, oh, you're so gay. Like, that's a compliment.
1: Well, let's ask Noah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to me. I was I was bullied through high school and people called me gay. They called me all those things. I, I look back in that time now. It was hard. I was a teenager. I was growing up. I didn't understand it. I look back and I'm like, thanks everyone for calling me gay. I wish I was. I was proud that you called me that. So thank you very much.
1: <laughs> if you're gay, your life would be so much easier. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> you can move to Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Now, now <laughs> back to the original point, <laughs> this movie, they feature more content than any of these bad Disney movies do, but they do it well, too. It's the same thing with, like, our complaint about uh, Rogue One, you know? Oh, it's a woman, and she's fighting. It's like, okay, but Princess Leia was never a big deal fighting. Like, this shouldn't be a big deal. Whereas Wonder Woman, it's like, yeah, a woman's fighting. That's why it's a done woman. well. A woman. Um you can do it bad too. There's a there's a TV show. I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it. Um, amazing, done one, sh- have they? Amazing show called Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and I've uh, been
0: to the filming location at least walks oh, right outside. I've got I'll I'll send you the photos. I I'm took jealous. some photos of it when I left New
1: York. Nice. Uh, well yeah, but the, there's a character on that show who was 100% straight in the first season and apparently is 100% gay in the premiere of season 2, but they don't address the fact that those two seasons take place 10 minutes apart. So <laughs> that's how you could do it poorly. They're like, Oh, we need a gay character in the show. Well, this one, they were straight last season. Let's just make them gay. Uh, that's one it's done poorly. Q,
0: you, you do know that happens in real mentioned. life though, Colin, like people can but, be bisexual. Yeah, but you,
1: yes. But you would better address the fact they're like, wait a second. i bi- Am Am bi- I gay <laughs> now? Am I from Azerbaijan? See, <laughs> so Uzbekistan, you know, just, bi. They literally drop a character overnight, a major character from the first season that was their hetero partner. uh, And then they just, oh yeah, but you know what? I'm probably going to break up with them. Guess what? I'm gay now. Like it doesn't make any sense.
0: I'm actually just going to Google gayest country in the world.
1: (laughs) Can you just Google gay Azerbaijan citizens?
0: (laughs) Okay. So they've done the, so these bring you the most gay friendly countries in the world. Or the countries with the biggest gay populations. What would you prefer? Gay friendly or gay populations?
1: Let's go with gay population first and then we'll find out if the friendlies match.
0: All right. Let's see here. Um,
1: <laughs> this is a segment in the No Time to Die commentary.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we, what do we say that uh, we wouldn't stay on topic? I'm a bit confused by some of these countries that have very big gay populations. <laughs> for America. The most, for the most part, they're not very gay accepting in these countries so <laughs> what are they trying to say like all the closeted people in the world um so apparently the country with the biggest gay population the united states of america um there you go followed by is this brazil Is per
1: capita though like because if we're going just population of course it's gonna be united states or a country with a massive population like brazil
0: well i don't understand because they're like it's saying here like thailand is number three in a revert, like Thailand does not have laws recognizing same-sex marriage or unions, but they generally tolerate it publicly and don't face significant oppression. What is that? The, doesn't mean the population. The
1: po- what is the population of Thailand? Like, is every person that country gay? Because I think that's the only way it makes I've the top to, three.
0: I've been to Thailand. I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I don't trust that one. That's a weird website. I'm going to go to NBC News, and this <laughs> is the 15 countries for the LB LGBTQ expats. I think that isn't there an I in there now. I think this this website's wrong. You've you've missed the I. By the time um, this episode comes
1: out, there'll be three more letters.
0: So, um, Argentina, apparently. Oh yeah, Belgium.
1: Gay. Yeah, very uh,
0: gay. Oh, Canada. Uh, <laughs> uh, Denmark, France, Iceland, Ireland, uh, Luxembourg. That's not a real country. Uh, New Zealand, the Netherlands, Norway, South Africa. Spain, Sweden, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Uruguay. <laughs> of course that'd be on the list. <laughs> you are gay. <laughs> oh, Azerbaijan not on there. Come on. Ah. Oh. Anyway, uh shall we go to these are the best and worst countries for LGBTQTWXYZ uh <laughs> in twenty two. Um This is according to the Boston Globe, Um, but I can't read it because I need to subscribe. I'm sorry, I'm not that into that. Oh, no, now I can read it. (laughs) Boston Globe. Subscribe. No. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, they've blocked out the content. It's just a picture of a rainbow flag. (laughs) Thanks, Boston Globe. Let's go to the top 20 most dangerous places for gay. If this is Azerbaijan, we're in trouble. Um, All right. Um, oh God, Forbes, can you just take the ads away so I can read it? Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, I said that. What did I say before when we said what's the straightest country in the world? I said Nigeria. Well, the number one country on the list of the most dangerous places for LGBTQTWXYZ <laughs> travelers is Nigeria. So there you go, straightest oh, country on the planet, Nigeria. Um, Number two, Qatar. Good luck for the World Cup if you're gay. (laughs) Uh, Three, Yemen. (laughs) Well, we've talked about them before. Uh, Number four, Saudi Arabia. Five, Tanzania. Six, Iran. Seven, Sudan. Eight, Barbados. Oh, I thought that'd be a very gay-friendly country. Um, Number nine, Malaysia. Number 10, Malawi. Number 11, Zambia. Number 12, St. Lucia. 13, Uganda. 14, Pakistan. 15, West Bank and Gaza. 16, Kenya. 17, Maldives. 18, Jamaica. Well, God, we've just seen Jamaica Mm. in this movie. Number 19, Ethiopia. Number 20, Egypt. Oh, thank God Azerbaijan's not on that list. Um, (laughs) And then they've got here the top five safest places, Sweden, Canada, Norway, Portugal, and Belgium.
1: But no Azerbaijan. They're, they're, They're in the middle.
0: Oh, would you like to know the top 20 happiest countries in the world, Colin?
1: Well, that would be the proper definition of gayest, so maybe Azerbaijan can still make it.
0: Number one is Finland. Number two is Iceland, Denmark, Switzerland, Netherlands, Iceland. Sweden. Iceland, very happy. Uh, it's, it was that Eurovision <laughs> Ducks- win.
1: Mighty Ducks lied to me. <laughs>
0: there was Australia. They had, um, I think, like our under eighteen women's team are playing in like the under eighteen world championship. Our, our women beat Iceland the other day, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Those great rivals. Uh, Sweden, Germany, Norway, New Zealand are happy. Fuck off. Austria is Australia twelfth. Um, Ireland, United States, Canada fifteenth. We're happier than you. Ha ha. Um, Czech Republic, yes. Belgium, United Kingdom, Taiwan, Taiwan, and France.
1: You're just not gayer than us.
0: France aren't happy.
1: <laughs> French. Shit, the movie. Um, we did oh, yeah. right. we an
0: hour Long and 20 minutes.
1: dramatically touched her wrist. Um. Azerbaijan! <laughs> Every
0: time a door opens, Azerbaijan! <laughs> what are the gay laws in Azerbaijan? Should we look this up?
1: <laughs> I... I, I like that there are triple doors too. I never noticed that before. Like to get into even Blofeld's visiting room. <laughs> oh, it's I love these locked doors.
0: I'm not even going to look up when I'm just Google because this is like I just love these little things.
1: little thing like me. Nee. <laughs> <It's just, laughs>
0: I love this scene. Uh, went best- to your party. Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, Thank I was going to say is that
1: is that maybe the most subtly hilarious line Danny Craig's ever had. Oh, by the way, happy birthday. <laughs>
0: But like I think was it you and Noah who were like n- down on this scene? Because like the thing I mean, think Noah gr- was
1: more down on it.
0: I think that was so great and this grows in me every time I watch this is because like this scene like toes a line between everything from like funny to like really like dark because it's just like They've got this like this back and forth, and kind of like you know, happy birthday by the way. And it's like, oh thank you. And then it's kind of like, well, I'm going to leave now. I don't want you to leave. Like, yeah, I like, love that. Say your name, Madeline. No, you know what I mean, Madeline. <laughs> and then like it goes from that to basically like
1: die, Blofeld, die. Like it just, it's got everything.
0: This whole scene, I love it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great scene. Uh, Noah was definitely the the most critical of this. Uh, like the, the frustration is more so that this is all we really get of Blofeld in this movie. Um, maybe if you had featured him in one or two more scenes prior to this, it would have worked better. But like, just the the acting between these two guys. And, and we've said before, chemistry is not just a male and woman thing. I mean, the chemistry between these two, I think is stronger than the chemistry between him and Madeline, any scene in this movie. I
0: think, yeah, like I'm definitely on the page that Blofeld should be the main villain in this movie, and I think they waste him. But I still think what we get is still good.
1: I I still think that you could have done this the same way and just made Safin the main villain by tying him to Blofeld more. Yeah. And tying him to Bond a little bit. Make him a henchman. Yeah, make him a henchman that becomes the lead villain. That's something we haven't really seen happen before.
0: Well, is that enough? Like, have him like how Renard was sold as the main villain, but he turns out really to be somewhat of a henchman. But, um... I love Q, just like gummy worms. Worm. And I love the bionic eye unlocked.
2: <laughs> like it's...
0: Uh, breaking news, by the way. Um, being gay in Azerbaijan has been legal since 2000, but sadly they do not recognise same-sex marriage. Um, discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity is not banned. And if you're in the military, you can't be gay. So, um, it's still a very gay country. I'm just saying it. I'm sorry. Sure. They're, they're all called the is
1: The name is gay. That's all that matters. Azerbaijan!
0: <laughs> I don't want you to leave.
1: <laughs> they can, um. I, I wish we had gotten a bald Lofeld at some point.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that. I also love the bit here when he's like, you two should come see me sometime. I will be your counselor. <laughs> I just <laughs> want Bond to be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cut I- to next saying, then sitting in a room, tell me, Madeline, what has it been like being away from Bond for five years?
1: I, I also don't know. This movie's so packed that it's hard to say, oh, they should have had this, they should have had that. But I feel like maybe we don't quite get the tension between Bond and Madeline as well as we should have because the way that they get reintroduced here where bond walks around the corner it's like, Oh no. Like he's like, Oh her. And then when he walks up to her, it's like so funny. Hello, miss Swan. Nice to I see do you like again. Like,
0: Dr. Swan. Lovely to see you. She's like, fuck yeah.
1: you bitch. <laughs> you left me but on like, a train. <laughs> we go from that to the next time they meet up is basically like his, you know, Oh, I've always loved you. Like, let's just play with it a little bit more. You know, let's, let's yeah. let's have the tension a little bit more between them. But again, it's two hours and 40 minutes. So how much more are you going to add?
0: And that's another, like, I mean, I like Bond and Madeline together. Sure. But like, there's just something with it where this is the woman he literally dies for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, we even have it in this movie. He's standing at the grave of his ex going, I miss you. Like, I mean, I mean, right now, like, you and Jamie break up inevitably and then you marry Jenny from Accounts um, and, like, like, and, like, you go to the grave of Jamie because she died and I miss you, but then five minutes later you're like, oh, I fucking love you, Jenny from Accounts. Like, like I get it. You can, like, hold on to long lost love, but, like, I don't know, like of all the women that he is like fucked and boned and felt for in all of Bond history, is it really Lea do? Is it really Madeleine Swann, the well, one that he sacrifices himself for?
1: Honor, mm. Majesty's Secret Service does something so right that no other movie could do, which is they make Tracy matter enough that you believe at the end of the movie that's what's going to break Bond. Uh, sorry to say it, Nick Chester. <laughs> but they do it right in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Um, but I don't feel like you could ever do that again. And one of the things is that this is no knock against leia sedu but you're not going to find another, um, um, what's her name? Uh, Diana Rigg. You're not going to find somebody like Diana Rig, And somebody who's that famous, somebody who's that commanding, who has that much presence uh, and equal charisma. But... The fact that they have her in here twice, I think, is the only reason that that is believable. If this was a one-time Bond girl, i never buy it. That's why, to me, Spectre didn't make sense as the ending for Bond, because, like, I'm not going to buy. He's just going to go off with Madeline and forever, you know? But you bring her back a second time, and it instantly just tells the audience, yeah, this character is somebody he would die for.
0: I think, I also love that cuckoo moment, um... I would, when this scene happened, I thought he was escaped. Like when they kind of looked and he's dis- like they they both looked to the corner <laughs> and like, oh my god, like, I thought he had escaped. Um watch yeah, somewhere. I think the thing though with Spectre, like had that been Craig's last film and this had to be Idris Elba, we wouldn't have questioned it because it's just it ended like every other Bond movie. He just leaves with the girl. Like he ends up with the girl and cool. Mm. Um I just think like analyze Bond and Madeline, like they meet in a clinic. He then chases after her. They go to Morocco. They go to the middle of the desert. They fuck on a train. She gets kidnapped. And then they drive off in a car together. They're together for a couple of weeks in Italy, fucking. They fall in love for some reason. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, get the fuck off on a train, bugger off. And then they meet each other again. So that is the love of his life. Whereas, okay, he's been weirdly going back on something, but still agreeing with myself with Vespa undetermined time how they fall in love shut up but Mm. like you still had more chemistry with them and it was still seemed like they went through more in that hotel in montenegro where you can see them falling for each other and he's much more of a younger agent you know naive and that sort of stuff yeah uh and even like i would say like other bond girls in history like natalia I could see him being more in love with Natalia, like more in love with Paris Carver. Fuck, she's up again. We barely get any screen time with him. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not but saying it's-, it's terrible. Like, I, I I, don't dislike his love for Madeline. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here.
1: But, But what they do here is the same thing they do the other few times where there was somebody Bond was serious about, which is they said it's more than just a few days because no Bond movie takes place more than a few days. The only exception was on that boat for
0: about three months between (laughs) (laughs) Jamaica, Cuba, and the UK.
1: But like, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is the only Bond movie that is clear. It takes place over the course of several weeks because we have that montage showing that him and Tracy are together for a few weeks. And same thing with Casino Royale. It's the only one that takes place over the course of a few weeks because we have that gap when he goes in the hospital. You, fine, I'm going to do the same thing to you that Lashif does to Bond, and you tell me if you're in and out in 72 hours. Um, and in the book, I read the read book. The it's explained yes.
0: more in the book.
1: <laughs> I think it's it's explained well enough in the movie too. But it's the same thing with Paris Carver, right? Paris Carver, somebody they said, oh, he's known her for a long time. He was with her for a long time, and and the exact same thing with Madeline here. I mean, but but yeah, I can kind of I can kind of see a bit of a complaint here with Madeline, just in that. The the time that passes, they're not together, you know? They mm. were together for an undetermined, this is an undetermined amount. By the way, she really knows how to wear white t-shirts. Um
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm <laughs> not listening to a und- word you're saying right now.
1: <laughs> undetermined amount of time, uh, from Spectre to the opening sequence in No Time to Die. It could very well be 24 hours later, for all we know. Uh, and then the rest of it is like they're not even together. They're not even thinking about each other. If they are thinking about each other, it's not fond memories. So A little bit weirder, that, but you throw the kid in there, and then, yeah, I get why (sighs) Vaughn's going to die.
0: Forgot she's about to show Just quickly, I think this should be the house, the Mr. White house in Austria. I think that would be a cool throwback. Yeah. But I also, like, when you and Jamie met, beautiful time in your life that was, you go through the motions, oh, I grew up here, I did this, I did that, like... You know, I'm sure Jamie mentions, oh, I lived in this house. I lived in this house. Oh, I'd go for a holiday here. Or we had there. You'd be like, oh, I lived in Eric LaSalle, Manitoba, whatever, this sort of thing. But, like, <laughs> Eric at, LaSalle, no, at, at no point in your conversation do you go, yeah, we used to go to this holiday home at 17 Treeway, <laughs> Norway. Like, I mean, you never spec- specify the address. So,
1: like, at yeah. what
0: point is Madeline gone, like, just having a conversation, oh, yes, and I grew up with my mum in Norway, in rural Norway, on this pretty lake, Uh, and that's where she died, and, you know, we'd go there in summer. So when she says to him, oh, I'm going home, it's like, oh, that pretty lake that she mentioned that one time. Oh, I'm so glad that one time she explained it to me, she said it was on Wallaby Lake, 17 Wallaby Way, Sydney, or whatever it was. (laughs) Like, Oh, God, here she is. Shut up, boo.
1: (laughs) I... I get in the movie, they don't clearly state it. And personally, I like there's so many times I'll argue with Jamie. Well, this is a plot hole and she'll say, well, no, it it would make sense if you think about this. Okay. But if you don't say Palpatine is cloned, (laughs) then it's a plot hole. Like, you have to at least explain to the audience the reason why. By the way, Palpatine being cloned, also a plot hole because they didn't clone him to be 96 years old with all the scars he obtained in uh, Revenge of the Sith. But anyways, (laughs) beside the point, that's a bad bad sequel. That's something that angers me. Uh, Sorry,
0: can I just say... Like, seriously, we sit here, we get the Judy Dench, we get at Judy Dench, she's so great. But, like, did we really think it was going to be freaking Gordon Brown Dench or whatever on the wall and not Bernard <laughs> <Yeah>. Lee? Like, <laughs> why are they sitting? Like, we should even have Desmond Llewellyn or somebody on the wall. Like, like it's just, I'm not taking away from, you know, <laughs> Timothy Dalton's M, but, like, seriously, of all the M's to have on the wall, him?
1: <laughs> it's the predecessor. It would have to be him. Um... Uh... <laughs> But uh, I can barely remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, okay. So, but I, I don't. I like when things are clearly stated. But you also have to figure this is a spy movie. So in reality, he she probably would have said something. It's like, oh yeah, we have a home on Lake whatever. Yeah, and, it's probably a you know, specific
0: lake, like Lake Ungudabunga yeah, in and Norway.
1: And then she would Lake Norwegia or something like that. <laughs> and then uh, Lake
0: Bjorn Dali.
1: She would say something like, oh, yeah. And then in the mornings, I would see the sunrise, you know, over here. And he's like, okay, so what have to face? He's like, that's how he would figure it out in his head. But, yeah, maybe give us some more. I like explanations in movies. Not that I need the explanations, but you want it to be clear to the audience why Palpatine is coming back from the dead.
0: One of my favorite lines in this movie, even though I fucking hate this whole child storyline, I've got something to show. you. Another child? <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. That that's a that's a good Bond one-liner.
1: Your father sure did love his secret rooms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say yes. You'd see the bondage one whom my mum had. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do we have a year identified here? I think didn't we work out that he had to have been like forty-five, fifty years old in this movie? Saffin.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah. Uh Azabajan! I was going to say the same thing.
0: <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Oh, no, I just ended in July now. <laughs> well, we? that's over and done with. <laughs> Let's go back to not talking about pride. a That was quiet.
2: Talking
0: <laughs> about the sexual chemistries. Actually, was it was um, at. Oh, hang on. Just give me one second. I was reading. When I was reading Moonraker, ah, was kind of look. torn out. Look at this. Can we just talk about the front cover of Moonraker? Seductive woman Ooh. next to Missile.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For reasons.
0: <laughs> um, but I do love because they obviously it was, what, the 60s and 50s where the word gay was used in the happy terms. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, where's that sentence I read today when it was like, I'm going to transcribe it. Oh, here we go. He seems to be a lonely sort of man in spite of his Azerbaijan life. <laughs> Do you think that's better than other things or?
1: Or Seychelles.
0: James Bond, he stood speechless, his eyes dazzled by the terrible beauty of the greatest weapon on earth.
1: A woman. Hugo Drax,
0: the flamboyant, paranoid with a mysterious <laughs>
1: Flamboyant <laughs> from Azerbaijan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and an implacable <laughs> desire for rebe- revenge on Britain. Millionaire genius, militarist and pervert. He pervert. <laughs> Gala brand, incredibly erotic in the tight emphasis of clinging brassiere and pants. What?
1: This is um, this is probably the bond book where he takes the most abuse, too. Uh, I would say bond. Uh, if if you had him recuperating in a hospital after this, I don't remember if they address it or not. I'm like, he's probably in there for several months, not just a few days. Um, what uh, this is, mean? this is,
0: Oh fuck. I hate this. This is, this is, this is not a... my bond. This is what I this just, is this is, such... is...
1: Oh. no, it's perfect because the, his awkwardness with this is like, Oh, that's how we're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> like that That's any person who's encountering a child for the first time.
0: But like, I look at this and I can imagine, can you imagine Sean Connery in the scene? Eat your apple, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching way too many uh, Saturday Night Live clips of (laughs) Celebrity Jeopardy (laughs) of watching Sean Connery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, The the thing is, though, like, this is is the way that kids are. Like, that's what I love about it. I don't
0: care if this is the way kids are. Don't put it in a James (laughs) Bond movie. What's... What's
1: wrong with it being in a Bond movie? He did have a child in the novels too. Um, well, I'm not I mean, up to that yet. Don't spoil that shit. like, again, <laughs> like it's taken as 25
0: movies have awkward Bond cutting an apple for a child, which is so not his, by the way. Moment. Uh, such a good moment.
1: I just, I just want to uh, throw in a couple little fun kid stories here. Kids oh, will say goody. things. <laughs> they will Eat say shit. things. And like, yeah, well, that's happened in this house. Um, but they'll say things and you're like, wow, like I don't want to laugh at them because I don't want them to think they just said something stupid because they actually said something really hilarious. Like Casper the other day, I said, can you help us put Remy's sandals on? So he pulls Remy into the kitchen. And he said, come here, my good man. <laughs> Where did he get this from? <laughs> I do.
0: I The limited time I have spent with children, um, I do laugh. at I mean, didn't everyone's favourite man, Bill Cosby, didn't he used to host a show, Kids Say the Darnedest Things? The Darnedest I remember Things, watching it. That, yeah. that was kind of funny.
1: Oh, here's it. Here's another good one. Um, so whenever, let's say Casper does something, if he's reading a book and he reads a whole sentence or something, or, or if he recognizes something like, Oh, that's smart. Well, Oh, that's good. Casper. Good job. Um, uh, he started doing that to us now. And again, he's not trying to be funny. It's just like casual conversation with him. So he'll be watching something, but like, Oh, you're watching a Minecraft. I, I, I think that's a Minecraft video on TV, right? He goes, Hmm, that's very good. Daddy. thanks i try
0: (laughs) i remember um the uh infamous time i stayed with my friend in perth with children listen to our jurassic (laughs) park coverage
1: um one of the things he did to those children
0: (laughs) shout out to my friend emma who's um that was what four years ago now so i'm sure her son has grown up a little bit he was a little shit and all he would say was no so he'd be like, Hi, I think his name was Oscar. Hi, Oscar, how are you? Nah. And you'd be like, Okay. It's like, Oh, do you want to come watch? I'm like, Nah. And like, literally, the only thing he would say would be no. And I was just like, Fuck this kid's a little shit. And like, I don't know how people put up with children. Like, I, I've never procreated, at least that I'm aware of. Um, it's it's always the fear I'm going to get a phone call. I, I literally got a phone call once, like, like 15 years ago. I was like, Oh, what's this number? And I answered, It was a little boy. It was like, Daddy? I'm like, <laughs> who is this? What's your name? Who's your mother? How old are you? <laughs> it was like a wrong number. I was like fucking shitting myself. Um, but, like, I just don't get it. But, like, the one thing I will say that I would love to have children for is that I want to be one of those parents who have a pram, like a stroller, and just fucking owns the footpath or the shopping centre because, like, those stupid oh, yeah. cunt parents who are just like, I've got a baby. <laughs> Fucking move! I, you know, I'm just like, well, you didn't wear a fucking condom. It's not my fucking fault. So like, but they don't give a shit. So I just want to be one of those. Di- and like, I don't even think I need a child. I'm just gonna go buy a pram, fill it up with pillows, <laughs> and just walk through like my local shopping. And I like, fuck off. I'm gonna stroller, bitch.
1: <laughs> it's even better when you have twins because those strollers are so oversized. And as soon as people see twins, they're like, oh, you got twins. I'm so sorry. Take all the time you <laughs> need. I want to keep those. I want them to be 15 and in that stroller.
0: Back back on topic of the movie, Um, it was you. Was it you? No, it was Noah. Blame Noah. They said that the locations weren't that great in this movie. It was Noah, right? Yeah, Noah. Fuck you, Noah. Like, this is beautiful. This is like amazing. I, like, Cuba, like, admittedly Cuba, not even just saying this for the reason I'm saying, I think Cuba was sold better in um, Die Another Day, but, like, it still looks good. Jamaica, the limited time we see it, great. Norway, like, absolutely fantastic location, and it's... I was the dumb one who forgot that we've been to Iceland. So this is only the second time we've been to Scandinavia. And it's kind of like, like it it literally still baffles me. And I'm not just saying it's because I am Australian, how we have never been to Australia in Bond, even Canada, like beautiful Mm -hmm. locations in both countries you could easily use, but you see this and it's like, well, how have we not been to like Scandinavia outside of fake looking Iceland? Like it's, It's crazy, and what I love about this is it's just the scenery. You've got this like green, you've got like a river, and then you just go into this forest, which I love this forest with the fog and like like better than Jurassic World Dominion.
1: The bridge that they took just to get here that alone, yeah, like it's beautiful. We we talked so much in our early recaps about the novelty, why these movies were so big. Part of it was the novelty is. This was the 60s where unless you, you know, happen to have a subscription to National Geographic, you didn't see what other places in the world looked like. Television was not sending crews overseas on their budget. So you had never seen Jamaica before. You had never seen the Bahamas. You had never seen Austria. Uh, we're living in a world now where people can see whatever they want just by you know, looking up on YouTube. But yet what works in this movie is that they're filming Norway. not Because Noah's complaint was he wanted to look more like what you expected, you know, like oh, this is this this is, doesn't look like what I expected. Want to see that's what I like. About- and like yeah, cross-country exactly. skiers. <laughs> but no, like, I want Norway. What- I want my nineteen ninety four Olympics. But that's why this works because everybody knows you can mention a country like oh, that's what this country looks like. They're like we're going to find locations that is not the predictable way. It's the same thing with Canada. You know, people expect with Canada you're going to see mountains. Well. You could go to the prairies, you could go to the East coast and never see a mountains and still see the most incredible landscapes you've ever seen. So they show us stuff that is not what everybody could look up on YouTube. And- At Winnipeg and see
0: everything that looks the same.
1: Exactly, yeah. But, uh, but for the first time, I think of the Craig movies, they really have gotten locations to the point where this feels special again. It feels like, wow, that's Norway. Wow, I haven't seen anything like that before. You know,
0: um, You know, my favorite James Bond movie, is the world's not enough. Not my mm-hmm. favorite location in the world is a busha! Brilliant through Electra was when she walked out in Baku in just was this, just,
1: it, was like, this oh. all on location too?
0: I hope so. Like, I, I would have never imagined that Norway had rainforest with fog. Like, you <laughs> also, like, I mean, it, it is credit to MGM, Barbara, Michael, everybody involved that 25 movies in, like, maybe this isn't why we've been to Norway. Like, there are still so many great locations they've never been to mm-hmm. that you can all, like, even the island at the end. Like, to me, it's the best location in a Craig film for a finale. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, it just looks like. It's not unique. hard
1: competition there.
0: No, but like, like, and yeah, they could have used it better. Like, I still think they could have gone to town on the Garden of Death, but like, it's just, it's still unique. And like, it does make you question, like, you do think about, like, well, where can they go now? Like, because, yeah. like, you think, like, oh, Jamaica. But even like Jamaica, we haven't been there, what, since Live and Let Die? Um, So it'd been a while since we've been to Jamaica. Yeah, we've been to the Caribbean, and you know, things look similar, but like, it, like, again you can use Canada, like got to use Canada. I mean, I still think we need to come up with where they're going to go to Canada or Australia first. Um, but I mean, how are they not using Australia? I really don't understand how they have never used Australia in a Bond film. New Zealand. Like, I mean, I rip shit into it, but New Zealand's a gorgeous country.
1: Outside of the opening of Casino Royale, have they ever really gone anywhere in Africa?
0: Um, Oh, no, I was thinking India and octopusy. Um, Egypt, Spy Love Me. Yeah. Morocco.
1: I have more Middle East, but like non Middle East. Like go to Kenya. Where were we you in know? Living
0: Daylights? Where were we in Living Karachi. I know a great place in Karachi. Yeah,
1: yeah but like, I'm that? thinking like, you know, I'm thinking more like Kenya, you know? um, Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go and do something different in Africa you haven't seen before, something non Middle East.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And South America, we've been there a couple of times. But Brazil, I mean Brazil. That's where
0: Noah thought it was gay, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) That is a cold kill.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's not even Bond's.
0: Why does Bond go after the people? Why doesn't Bond just stay with Madeline?
1: Like if they're hunting. Well... If if they find them, everybody's going to be there at the same time, you know? Like, you're going to have to fight 16 guys off from one location, whereas him running around, he could pick them off one by one and not not lead them to the location where his child and his wife are kept.
0: But then if the villains are smart, they could also do exactly what they just do right here, right? <laughs> and just, like, fucking, like, draw him yeah. out to the <laughs> open and then kidnap Madeline. <laughs> yeah!
2: Yeah! Yeah!
0: <laughs> Does that not just look like Jurassic Park all of a sudden? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Norway. (laughs) What?
1: Oh, you know what? I just watched with um, Albert Finney recently? Aaron Brockovich. Have you ever seen Aaron Brockovich? I
0: have not, but I would like to because I like Julia Roberts.
1: It's. It's, it's one of her better movies. She's, she's hit and miss. but She uh, won an
0: Oscar, so I'm guessing it was she did win an Oscar. She won
1: an Oscar for a cleavage in that movie. <laughs> I, I saw it. What
0: was a trailer I saw with her and George Clooney are doing some sort of geriatric oh, doing... ex-divorce couple movie.
1: Oh, they're doing another movie together. I was just yeah. thinking how many movies, because they had, like, the Oceans movies, obviously, right? They did mm. the Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. They did mm. uh, that Money Monster movie a couple of years ago.
0: It's like, so it actually looks quite good. It's like... They're obviously a divorced couple whose daughter is like getting married in Bali. Um, and it's, it was all filmed in Australia apparently, but um, so they kind of go there to like support their daughter, and clearly they're going to end up together in the end because it's one of the fuck, they are the worst sunglasses. I'm sorry, they are just so ugly. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, but it, it looked quite good. It's got Billy Lawson.
1: Julia Roberts uh, was in Winnipeg, I think, last year. I don't know if Good she was her. filming a movie. It was another. She was filming. movie were like her husband was working on some movies, so she was just here. But there's a one. there's a great there's, <laughs> there's there's a great restaurant um, in Karachi. Called, uh, <laughs> 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 um, I'm trying to think of what it's called though. It's a fal- falaf- falafel place or something like that uh and we used to go there all the time it was like my favorite breakfast place and uh it became this big story here in Winnipeg that like Julia Roberts stopped in and asked you know to to for her and her kids to get breakfast and they said I'm sorry it's going to be about a half an hour wait you can come back if you want and then she's like okay and then left and then people like did you know you just turned away Julia Roberts They're like really i didn't recognize her she was wearing a hat <laughs> she was wearing a hat and, <laughs> and so she comes back in half an hour later and like, people are like, Oh look, she didn't get special treatment and she was okay with that. Uh, but the the funniest part of the story is that they said she sat down at the table and removed her hat. And all of a sudden everybody in the restaurant got quiet. Like, is that how Julia Roberts hides her identity? Is it hat? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was, Um, reminds me, Um, we had like a, a international tennis event in Hobart. It's just like a women's only tournament. And generally you only get like, you know, the, the world, the highest ranking player would be like world number 32 or something like that. But every now and then they would get a somewhat big-name player.
1: the I was
0: like, I haven't had a drink in, like, five hours or whatever. It was. Um, Or you'd get, like, a lot of players, like, at the beginning of their career. So, like, um, you know, like, Justine Ennan or, like, Kim Kleises, before they were, like, big-name players, like, would win our tournament and go on to... Anyway, but every now and then, like, that's where I met Jeannie Bouchard that one time because she mm-hmm. was, like... Anyway, so one year, um, Serena Williams came down and played because she had been injured for a year, so she was, like, world number 50. And it was like, oh, it was a big deal. Serena Williams came down. She didn't win. She got eliminated in the quarterfinals. But there was a big story that made, like, headlines in Hobart was that she was, like, running late for, like, a match. And she'd left the hotel because, like, the hotels are pretty close to the city to the thing. So she was, like, rushing. And so all of a sudden she's like, fuck, I left all my water in my hotel or something like that. she just went into a bar and was like, oh, my God, like – can I please have some water? I've got no money. Like, I can go back to my hotel. I can get some money. Like, I've got to play a game. Like, and they're all like, um, sure, help yourself. And, like, gave her a bunch of water. And she apparently then, like, came back, like, later that night and, like, paid for it. Um, But, like, it was, like, a big thing. Like, oh, my God, Serena Williams was, like, flustered and was like, oh, my God, I need some water. So she went into a bar and she came back and paid for it. So good for her.
1: And the, the weirdest thing for me with this is, is water not free if you go to a restaurant <laughs> no. or a place in Australia? No, like, well, here- actually... It's not a lot of places you do have
0: to pay for a glass of water. Like seriously, McDonald's—you've got to pay like fifty cents for a cup of water. But like, I think she wanted bottles of water. Like, like because she's too player. (laughs)
1: She's too good for the stuff out of the cup.
0: No, I think it's like she needed it. I don't know. There was something about it that she needed it for, like playing, or she—I don't know. Point is, she went back and paid for it, all right, Colin?
1: <laughs> she paid whatever the water cost them from the tap.
0: <laughs> in the series, in restaurants and a lot of places in Australia, you do have to pay for water, like in, like That's a so glass weird. of water. You do have to pay for it, yeah.
1: Whenever we go to the movies, um, we'll usually get, like, a drink, uh, and then Jamie well will just get, like, well, Jamie will just say, can I just get a cup with ice and water? And they just give it to her for free because, like, oh, this massive here. drink, we're not going to – yeah, it doesn't matter. Movie theatre, restaurant – I don't think I've ever gone to a place. If you're buying a bottle of water, yeah. But if you just ask for water in a cup, they'll just give it to you. The uh,
0: two examples I remember was like I like get a used to get a pretty bad cough, and then I got a bit bad cough. Thanks Harlem, um, all these sort of places. <laughs> um, I Remember one time I was like having really bad cough, and my mum was like, I, we're out somewhere," and was like, "Okay, I need to get him some water." So like she went into McDonald's and was like, "Like I'd need, can I just get a cup of water with ice?" And they like charge like thirty cents or something for it. <laughs> And then it was No Time to Die last year when I wanted the cardboard No Time to Die cup. Oh, so yeah. I literally was like, can I just, like, get a cup with ice in it and just some water? And they're like, oh, no, we'd have to charge you a full price for, like, a soft drink. And I'm like... <laughs> for the cup? Yep. They they couldn't give me, like, a cup with ice in it for, like, water or anything. They're like, no. <laughs> like, if I had just gotten, like, a water from, like, the soda machine, they would have charged me a full price for a soft drink. And I'm like, Okay um <laughs> i'll just get a coke then <laughs> like, yeah welcome to it. i'll tell you like do you do like bagels in like is a bagels a thing in winnipeg
1: oh yeah huge
0: so like obviously new york people live off bagels and pizza that's just all new yorkers eat um and like everywhere you go there's you talk to anybody in new york what's your favorite bagel place it's a massive conversation and my favorite just for those playing at home was lenny's bagels on the upper west side Great place. Go to Lenny's. Lenny. Lenny's. I it was on 98th Street in Broadway. Great place. And it was like I would go in there, get, like, the bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. It was, like, four or five bucks, and that was, like, everything. Like, that's like, fucking lots of stuff on it, and I'd get a iced vanilla latte. It was, like, seven bucks for, like, that. There's one bagel place in Hobart. It's hipster as shit, and I got a bagel... With cream cheese, which at Lenny's would have been like two bucks, $8.50 for a bagel with cream cheese and an iced coffee to which they don't do syrups. It's just plain. That was like six, it cost me $14 for a bagel with cream cheese and an iced coffee.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to be like uh, in Live and Let Die. It's like, can I have an iced coffee with ice in it? That's extra, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I have a bagel with cream cheese? That's extra, man. This
0: reminds me of the water boy. Can I have a scotch and water? Hold the scotch. <laughs> Did you just make a joke, Bobby?
1: Oh, how great is this? Uh, this
0: dinner of the Day reference?
1: Thing? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> how great is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that both just wearing sunglasses. Just so cool. <laughs> yeah, We're not going into our imminent deaths. Is it like...
0: Do they do they explain it here? Is it kind of like, oh Jurassic Park? Is it kind of like um <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies? Die another day, where it's like undetectable by radar? Do they mention that here?
1: I think they do. Yeah,
0: I I really wish they had to use this location. we like we have still got, we got like forty four minutes left. The finale, like for a three hour movie, basically this finale does go by very quickly. Like I yeah. feel like. They wasted like an opportunity to really make this a great, you know, villain lair or something like that. Um, well, and let's and also
1: like, not forget like, that's almost 10 minutes of credit. So we're a little over half an hour left in the movie and we just now got to the island.
0: Which, again, like, there's no credit. Like, we've joked about the runtime of this movie. This movie, I-, I hate it when I see criticism of this movie being too long. but One of my friends who saw this movie was like, oh my God, I fell asleep. It was so long and so boring. For a nearly <laughs> three hour movie, this goes by in a blink of an eye. I I get I I like Casino Royale. I don't dislike Casino, Royale, but I think Casino Royale drags out more than this. On a Majesty Secret Service, love On a Majesty Secret Service. Mm-hmm. That drags out more than this. Like even you would admit that this yeah, movie just goes by in a flash.
1: And yet, a lot of the scenes are a lot longer than you expect. Like the, the Blofeld Bond scene. It's a long scene. Yeah, um, and like here's the thing. Maybe it's maybe it's just fatigue because. Last year, especially every movie was like two and a half hours long. Like they still the are. Eternals, the Eternals does not need. Well, I'm I'm so glad to see that the running time for Thor: Love and Thunder is like an hour and fifty nine minutes. I'm like I don't remember oh, the last time I saw God. something under two hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: Quantum of Solace that's like a TV episode now.
1: Yeah, it literally is. I mean, the the finale of the last two episodes of Stranger Things have dropped at the time of recording this uh, for the new season, and the second last episode of Stranger Things is an hour and forty minutes. The finale of Stranger Things season four is two hours and thirty minutes. That's the finale of a TV show two and a half hours.
0: They um I don't know if you saw they um lit up the Empire State Building like they projected images of Stranger Things onto it.
1: Like oh a did month
0: they? or so ago. Like I I wish I had known it was on. I would have gone out and seen it in person, but like by the time I realized they were doing it, it was um I was it was too late. But like yeah, like generally like there's a website where you can look up like the Empire State Building they're always like lighted up in certain things like, you know, it was rainbow flag cuz of pride and you know, Ukraine and, and stuff Pijan. like that. <laughs> Azerbaijan, exactly. Azerbaijan. Um, but you know, this one they literally like projected images on the entire building, like film clips and everything of the and I think at the moment they've got like a Stranger Things experience if you go to the top of the Empire State building. So I don't know if that's related. Like do they use the Empire State Building in Stranger Things? I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I've never so. watched it.
1: Millie Bobby Brown's tall oh. enough to take on Godzilla and Kong now.
0: <laughs> I do I do like of the many plot holes and mistakes here. I love it here when it's like they're looking at that map and they're like, which one's Bond or whatever it is. And it's like, they've literally got a key down the bottom that says like, no me bond with a little picture of the little <laughs> trident, and the thing next to it. So right there, you can see it. You got the blue thing next to bond. And then the.
1: I love, he has to explain what a trident is. The, the little forky thingy, the trident. Like you could just have the trident. I think they know.
0: I really want a no time to die video game. This whole sequence. Oh yeah. Also, I don't get this pool. Because they're standing (laughs) in that pool right now, and they're not dying. But in five seconds' time, somebody falls into it and burns to death.
1: And their suit burns to death.
0: Yeah. So, like, I don't get it.
1: It's such a cool visual, though, because it's so Doctor No.
0: Oh, it's brilliant. Like, it looks great. But, again, it makes no sense.
1: But, like, you grow the virus in... I would think you'd want something a little bit more sanitary than like the sewer system of some old <laughs> world war two base,
0: which, which doesn't make sense. then when Rami and Malick's all like, I just want things to be a little bit tighter, which again, plot holes, we don't get his plot. The reason why five seconds later, he's just basically like, Oh, I want the world to die. And again, the desperation of the reason why bond's about to kill himself. It's like, we've got mm-hmm. to hurry. It's like, again, th- there's no desperation. It's not like he's saying like, I'm going to launch this in the next five minutes. He's literally waiting for boats to pick it up. Like, there's, there's, yeah. it's, it's fucking FedEx. Coming yeah. and we know FedEx takes like three <laughs> to five business days. Like, I mean, it's literally like, I want them to be there. Like, Bond's rushing around. Like, Hurry up, we need to get the virus. Like, why? Because we yeah. need to. We're going to do this. James, they're just picking up a virus. But we, need to do but we don't know what he's going to do this- with the vials
1: it's it, it's it's such a huge problem with this and I, it's amazing that it actually took i think two or three viewings for any of us to catch on to that
0: <laughs> i saw james bond get a jet ski out of a suitcase by himself <laughs> in less than 30 minutes to stop <laughs> nuclear bombs from destroying the world with less desperation then you've got a daniel craig here
1: I'm telling you, the only reason
0: he wants to die is because he's getting out of being a dad. That's literally the only reason (laughs) he kills himself.
1: (laughs) We can rewrite that now.
0: (laughs) Because, I mean, look, you're you're married to Jamie. You have only had sex with Jamie twice in your life. Since you last had (laughs) sex with your wife, you have not touched her. So basically, it's like you have (laughs) nanobots in your body and you can't touch her or she will die. But you you two survive. You love each other. You raise children together. So, like, why (laughs) couldn't Bond just basically... If anyone's been married, I was married for 80 days. I don't know what it's like to be past that threshold where you fall out of love. One of us did, and she fucked another guy. That was on her. But the point is, like, most people in long-term relationships and marriages don't touch each other after a while and fall out of love and just tolerate each other and are basically housemates. Right, Colin? So, like, where is the issue here with him not being able to touch her?
1: Yeah, and, and that's why I still think a more tragic ending for this, and a more appropriate ending. And I don't want to spoil everything with uh, the the book series for you, but the book series goes a very similar direction with this, but they don't kill James Bond. I mean, it's more, hey, you're you're never going to see your wife and child again. Like that is, to me, the more tragic ending than killing James Bond. Obviously, you have to give Daniel Craig some type of guarantee we're not going to twist your arm into coming back again, um, but. Did they need to go? I mean, it's it's still it's done so effectively, and it's so daring. It's the only way that I think they could guarantee that they could reboot again and not be tied to this franchise, uh, and not have to bring Madeline back. But like, I I I I still maintain the most dramatic ending for this would be you will never get to see or touch your wife or child. And it's
0: yeah, and like I I've come to terms. I I I. Commend them for the death. I think it's you know it's I I don't hate it. I I've come to terms with it. But like it's just those little nitpicking things where it's like, in the grand scheme of twenty five films of James Bond, the one that he dies, is mm-hmm. for really nothing.
1: <laughs> like it's kind yeah, of like it it's it a plot hole.
0: <laughs> if it was a Spy Who Loved Me, like he like it's like oh, there's no way I can stop the bombs or I have to save Anya. Like I'm gonna stop. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to be here when they blow up. You know it's um. It's Armageddon. It's it's Bruce Willis. Like one yeah. of us has to say we've gotta, you know, do the trigger. Like something like that where he saved like to me, if you kill James Bond, he's doing it to save the world. Like mm-hmm. he's doing something for country, you know, for England, James. No, fuck you all. Like, I don't know. Like that to me is James Bond dying. At the end of the day, I feel like once this movie settles down and in 20 years' time, and maybe this is the thing that killed James Bond in every film now, I don't know. But it's just it's literally a case of like, remember that one where James Bond didn't want to be a dad? And he just basically <laughs> killed himself. Like that's what it's going to be.
1: <laughs> also, you know, I still stand really by like... the
0: fact that it's a bond kill. He kills himself. That should be a bond kill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, one thing I want to point out that uh, I'm not going to pick on all the plot holes here, but Madeline splashes this poisonous tea or whatever into Cyclops's good eye or whatever. Um, there is no way she doesn't get some of the drops on this herself as well because he's hm. literally right above her and, like, there's drops going everywhere. should she be dying? But, like,
0: I I always take that scene as her just manipulating. Like, I don't think it literally is poison. It's the way she's like, oh, if you get it in your eye, you go blind. Like, because he still sees. Like, five minutes later, he's still like, I just, to me, that's just her manipulating and making it up to, you know, that's just what I think. And who cares no, I what I, I like, think? Oh! Question, oh! <laughs> it's peppermint. It burns. One thing, like, again, this whole last sequence, this whole speech that Rami Malek's about to give, like, it just makes no sense. Like When he's like, I could be looking in the mirror, like, we're both the same. Like, he literally says license secure. When did you get your license, uh, Rami Malek? Um, But, like, the set design here is amazing. Like, I just love this random room with a desk and it just looks like a pyramid or something like that. Like, it makes no sense. What logic interior designer does this with a trap door? Like, why? But it just looks amazing.
1: Also talk about his costume here. Um, I mean, I've got right here, I've got Daniel Craig and his little sweater. Oh. And, uh, it, it, I've it's got Gordon it's Bombay like- sent to me by yeah. Colin Hilding. I've got him up here too. they got twenties. Uh, but, all mine are uh, in a box. All my James Bond ones are in the storage <laughs> now. Sorry, James. Did I tell you, I've got money penny as well. I've actually got the Blofeld, the one that you have now. I found it at a pawn shop. Uh, and I, this is, this is rabbit trail, but, uh, Uh, We were killing time. We had like double appointments for the twins. Anybody wants to know what bond should get out of doing it's, it's going to appointments with children. I mean, imagine having twins and doing it. We had like an hour long appointment, but like the twins couldn't come in at the same time. So we had Remy go in for his appointment and it was like an hour, hour and a half. And we had somebody watching Casey and we both had to be there. And then, we had to swap them. We had an hour between appointments. We had to bring the other one. It was a miserable afternoon. But there was a pawn shop near nearby. So I went to go see, okay, is there anything at this pawn shop? And they were selling pop figures. And they had the Blofeld in there. And I, I just assume people are going to know who Blofeld is. So I ask, how much is that one there? Uh, they're like, oh, the, guy, the guy's like, oh, it's all $5. Okay, can I have the Blofeld one? And he's like, oh, oh, this one? He picks up like some woman from some anime series. I'm like, no, no, the Blofeld. Oh, this one? He picks up another one. No, no, no. Bald guy, Scar, (laughs) Blofeld from Bond. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Dr. Evil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, have just said Dr. Evil. I'd love... um,
0: Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, like, all the work they put into, like, the white tux and everything like that, like, can we now say that Daniel Craig's most identifiable wardrobe in five movies is this sweater (laughs) from the, the end of the movie?
0: Yeah, well, it's even Spectre. Like, the poster was him in, like, a black sweater thing, wasn't it? With holsters on his pants. Oh, yeah. So, well, the wind, he dresses like a dad. He drives dad cars. So, um, <laughs> I can't wait for the day when you start a story about your children with, I love my children. I had a great memory with them the other day. Like, <laughs> it's always, oh, he ate his own shit. No, he's got to go to a stupid oh. appointment with it. No, they wouldn't. Like, do you love your Look, children, I'll, Colin?
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Every parent out there understands where I'm coming from because there is no scenario where something doesn't go wrong. Yesterday was Canada Day. And we had like this thing right by our house that's called a farmer's market. Uh, and they had like a big event where they have bouncy castles and stuff like that. Three kids, one of them is always crying, one didn't want to go in the bouncy castle, one didn't want to leave the bouncy castle, one wanted a popsicle, one wanted cotton candy. Like, there was always one kid crying. And it's like, why do we take our kids in public, Jamie? And she's like, it's normal. <laughs> my,
0: my, guaranteed my parents generally when they tell stories about me growing up either will be like oh a uh, haha an embarrassing story about ben or oh, he was so good like i never get a like <laughs>
1: <just> a liar <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll get my dad then, on i think that's uh, <laughs>
1: that's uh that's when you get to a certain age you only have fond memories when you get past the stress of them being young because jamie's mom is like that she's it's funny jamie's mom will always tell oh jamie you were such a good girl and jamie will laugh and say no i wasn't And like Jamie's brothers would be like, yeah, she was not.
0: (laughs) See, but I like I stand by the fact that I was. I was a good child. My sister was (laughs) a pain in the ass. My sister, like, I once cooked her, she had like this chicken left in the freezer. So I cooked a chicken. I was like, oh fuck, chicken. Didn't know it was hers. She then found out that I cooked a chicken. She fucking like went on this massive rant, told my parents to get fucked and stormed out and like went to a boyfriend's house because I cooked a chicken. (laughs)
1: That's my sister yeah, but, for but, you. But but was she like Jamie where she threw a fork into your head like Jamie did to her brother?
0: <laughs> my sister tripped me over as a child and I cut my head open. She used to drag me around. She, like, tied a rope around my neck as a baby and dragged me around like a dog. <laughs> Although <But> it, <laughs> I told the story about the time I got stuck in a wheelie bin. I've told that story before, right, yeah. where I was like, you can't fit in that, can you? And I just yeah. left it there.
1: But you see, Bond is missing out on all those stories where he could be like, oh, this one time, her and her doo-doo got kidnapped by a terrorist in a garden of death. <laughs> I
0: just, I, I really think we need to emphasize the fact, like, I re-listened to the other day, uh, I was still in New York and I was playing, like, one of our best of clips to um, either the girl that was in my bed that time or wasn't, um, and... <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them. I hope um, that's gonna
1: make our best out.
0: <laughs> hi Jen. Hi Casey, how are you doing? Um so I played them the clip of the doo-doo bit where it was like we I was like, Doo-doo, leave it alone, Ben. And like I just I lose it every time I hear that. And the fact that they then go on to name a character doo-doo, they like we are just becoming meta now on double or. They're naming characters after our jokes. Next, come the bot twenty six Azerbaijan! is, like the main
1: character. <laughs> Oh, this is also really the what fact dude. that he's like, I am going to kidnap you. I'm going to hold you hostage. And she's like, I want to go. If you want to go, go. And she goes like, well, that didn't go according to plan. <laughs> like, yeah, like Track her down, grab her again.
0: <laughs> it is stupid. Like from a villain's perspective, like it is dumb. But I, the thing I like about it is that you kind of don't expect it. Like, it's kind of just like, what if you do that? <laughs> if you do that? She's just like, okay. <laughs> like he I has no it. leverage at this point.
1: A- anytime we mention anything that's dumb about staff and Ben's, like yeah, but you know, I kind of like it.
0: <laughs> I can point out many a movies where you do that as well. You defended Alan in Jurassic Park three, but let's not get started on I, that.
1: I, I <laughs> yes, I will stand by. Alan is a five second clip.
0: <laughs> but like from this point on, again, this is again plot hole. Like, why is it a case of like fuck? Hurry, hurry, hurry. Like, blow the doors, do the things like, yeah, Saffron has no leverage at this point, like even, exactly. when he, even when he closes the doors and they're all like, "Fuck, we've got to open the doors. It's like, okay, so if a bunch of missiles hit the island and blow up, they're just gonna go boom and like, oh, fuck, he's protected. All right, well, I'll just give me a bit more time and I'll open them again, and then you, you know. can send some more.
1: Like it like, it's it, not like they're it, the only missiles left in the world. And there's nobody like like it, Dr. No makes more sense because there's still people on that island who can do damage, you know? Uh, Atlantis makes sense. You know, Stromberg is alive. Jaws is alive. Everybody's dead or gone from the island. Bond's yeah. literally the only person left there saying, no, I need to destroy it now. It's like, no, you don't. Just stand, <laughs> stand. He's like, I got two hours. I'll stand guard until you get somebody here who can yeah. actually destroy it on site.
0: And why does, like, why do they have to shoot missiles like from that far away? Can't the British army just be like, or oh, we'll get a bit closer then. It's like, well, yeah, no. exactly. Well, why can't we just shoot his boat down when he leaves the island? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do that then. <laughs> but the missiles have already been launched. Well, we've got more, don't we? True. <laughs> but that will cost money. Oh. You literally sent one of our agents to go to Jamaica <laughs> to tell someone to get out of my way. That cost you $50,000. You're worried about a couple of missiles? Fair point, sir. <laughs>
1: Oh, we just missed the the boiling death of Valdo. Oh, was it slightly right? Like what?
0: <laughs> but this is my problem with Nomi. What does she she doesn't she disappears now? She's that's it. But that's, Thanks, Nomi.
1: But that's all uh I was gonna say henchmen. All bond allies. That's all they do. I mean they they're there and they're gone. They do what, do <laughs> lost
0: my lost. They little do do. do. <laughs> that's
1: what they do. do. <laughs> this
0: I, I I think I've admitted this before, like this is the. F- they've basically ripped off Forrest Gump, I've worked out, by the way. The whole, like, Jenny, you're a mother. Yes, I am. like, never tells that it's actually her- his. Yeah. Um, but, like, I actually stupidly believe for the most part that this wasn't. Because, like, as soon as she showed up in that house, I was like, he's not yours. He's She's not yours. She's not yours. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, it finally took me to about around about here. I'm like, wait, she really is here? Like, no! No! <laughs>
1: I look um, at Tanner
0: and he's rolling his sleeves up, getting to business.
1: I, I will say, I briefly considered when she said it's not yours, I briefly thought, I'm like, wait, is that the secret with the masked man? But no, I didn't realize we were <laughs> never going to get a secret with the masked man.
0: <laughs> she comes out singing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little silhouette of man. Oh, he's Remy's. Okay. Yeah. She's Remy's.
2: Don't stop me now. <laughs> Flash! Boom!
1: Ah! I can't because Casper watches Sonic the Hedgehog the movie nonstop, I am oh, so sick of Don't boy. Stop Me Now. I am more sick of Don't Stop Me Now than I ever have been a Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: <laughs> what about um Oh uh, my favorite scene is the when Evil Grows bit when Jim Carrey is doing that bit running away from the T Rex, that don't no 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 don't no no
2: Evil Grows. Or the one with the whole
0: the bar fight scene.
1: The um the, the scene where Sonic's just running around the bases. Sonic's Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> commentary right now, uh, where he's can running on the bases. Like, Great movie. Casper, is, Casper has become obsessed with baseball, A, because he's obsessed with Charlie Brown, and they always have baseball in Charlie Brown, but then because Good of the luck. Sonic scene. So I can, <laughs> at Canada Day yesterday, um, uh, we decided to take, he has a little T-ball set. Like, oh, there's a baseball diamond over there. Let's go. And Casper went, and like, he was not interested in hitting the ball. He was just interested in running around the bases. I'm like, okay, so if we can... Find a sport where all you can do is run, like running maybe. Maybe that'll be your sport. But we just wasted $40 on a t-ball set for you, and you're not interested in doing anything with the baseball or the ball.
0: Have you Have you ever been to a baseball game?
1: Uh, there was a free baseball game I went to once. I stayed for about three innings. That's the most <laughs> I've ever sat through baseball.
0: I went to... Um five Yankees games and a Mets game. That, I mean, if you see behind me there, there's a baseball thrown to me by a White Sox player slash coach because I'm a White Sox fan. I was wearing my White Sox jersey. He threw it to me. I got it. So thank you, White Sox person, for my official Major League baseball. But, like, I mean, I, I'm from a country where cricket's a thing, so I can't really talk about like. And I like baseball. I like cricket. But there are some times when you're at a game and you're like, just do something. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, I was, I was to say we're, we're coming close to the Commonwealth Games for off the podium. Uh, and coverage coming for,
0: soon on our award-winning show.
1: I'm excited that you guys can finally try to explain cricket, cricket to me. Um,
0: That's right, because we've got women's 2020. I forgot about that.
1: Mm. And I've tried to watch cricket multiple times, and I will. I, I would love to get into cricket. Like to me, it sounds really interesting. Canada as, have a, is
0: Canada in it? Are they? Has it, has it been announced oh, that you have a team? So. let's look this up.
1: I guarantee none of the players will be white. <laughs> you guys
0: have um. You've been to at least one or two men's World Cups. Uh, I remember the one that was in Australia in 2015, you guys didn't qualify, but um, I remember it was like 2007, you guys were in the World Cup. Actually, were you in? I think you were in 2015 in Australia, but you just didn't play in Hobart. Oh,
1: we definitely were. I can vouch for it. Um, oh, these suspenders are great too, huh?
0: Um, no, Canada is not competing in cricket. Um, but is
1: Azerbaijan?
0: Well, not a Commonwealth nation, Colin. Um, but
1: they're they're not they're not nearly gay friendly enough.
0: Basically, all the countries that are competing are all just standard cricket nations. So Australia, New Zealand, Pakistan, South Africa, Sri Lanka, India, England, and Barbados, which is basically the West. India? India? They're India? good at
1: cricket. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm completely sarcastic. I was about to say, like, that's why we that's we like talk say about Canada, it they like hockey, like. <laughs> Uh, we talked about that off the podium, but, like, you know, it, until cricket becomes an Olympic sport, India's never going to have the success that they should. Um,
0: It should be an Olympic sport. Well, uh, Brisbane, 23rd. Like, the disappointing thing for me at the Commonwealth Games is it's only going to be a women's tournament. Like, I'm not t- I'm not disparaging the women. Oh, that's... I'm just basically saying, like, it. I don't get why we don't have a men's tournament as well. Oh, equality. Well, it's not that's really equality if you've got one gender.
1: Like... Well, it is if there's any all-male sports that don't have women, I guess. If they're just well, you've got netball, which sports. is all
0: women. So you've got two all-women. I don't think there are any <laughs> all-men sports at the – I mean, just quickly, let's look at this. Diving, women and men. Swimming, women. Athletics, badminton, 3 by 3 basketball, beach volleyball, boxing, cricket, cycling. Every other sport has men and women in it with the exception of netball and cricket. Who's sexist we now, didn't... Commonwealth Games?
1: We didn't have the 3x3 basketball at the last Commonwealth Games either, did we? No.
0: The Commonwealth Games is very fluid in their sports. Like, I mean, tennis was a thing in 2010, not anymore. Like, shooting and, is officially out of the, the Commonwealth, and that should be a core sport, but that's the controversial because India was so pissed off that shooting <laughs> is not the Commonwealth Games. They were going to stage their own, like, version and try and get the Olympics to other uh, Commonwealth Games to classify it as official, but they wouldn't do it.
1: Um, and I don't know if you've looked at the schedule, but I'm pretty sure the marathon is, like, on the first day now, which is going to be huh. kind of backwards.
0: Anyway, back to No Time to Die, um, we've yeah, done all right. Bond's getting I, shot. I fucking love this. So, like, I've never seen True Detective, and I think you've talked about how there's that really famous sequence oh, yeah. where it's basically, like, no cuts. This whole section, I think I timed it at, like, I can't remember. what I, I timed it. Basically, this is, like, a five-minute just long shot, and it's just mm-hmm. this is, to me, such a video game. Like, you start off here with M going, like, all right, Bond, you need to get to the third level, blah, 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 blah. And it's just, like, goes through it here and, like, I don't know about you when you redid the kill count, like how you felt with this, but like, this is just epic. I love this whole scene. Yeah. This is very cool. It's fucking when he's not touching up women.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think what really works about this is, you know, after True Detective did that, you know, seven minute long action sequence in one shot, it felt like every TV show and movie started doing that. I mean, uh, and maybe because of that, it all became obvious. There's a movie that Charlize Theron did, which was actually quite disappointing called Atomic Blonde. But the one good sequence they did was something like this. It was like one long sequence, but yet you're always aware watching those. This is one shot with this. I think it's, it's, it was when I saw this, it was only like near the end of the, the sequence where I'm like, did they just do that entire thing in one shot? Like they're not doing it for the sake of it being a gimmick. It just feels so natural.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say it works. Like I literally don't think we get a cut till about here somewhere, do we, when he's with mm-hmm. Cyclops? Cause so we haven't had a cut for a long time. And even the, the way that
1: he throws his body, it almost feels like it just hit the camera there.
0: Uh, there we go. Scene cut. Boom. One cut. Are you cut, Colin? I'm not going to ask that.
1: <laughs> Move on. <laughs> 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 <As> a <bachano>!
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know oh, what? I want to me? die. Which, I mean, the thing I hate about this one liner is the way they play the kalalang like kind of like it
1: it did get uh, it did get a bit of a groan in the theater it was like one of those awkward mixtures where half the people in the theater were like ha ha ha," and the other people were like
0: oh i just like you don't need an underscore of a one like that to me is like your point with halle berry like she needs a like they might as well put a underneath that
1: yeah yeah it's but being if you look at this as the one james bond dies it's like okay they're they're pulling all the stops they're gonna do something just for the fun of it they've never had to do before but
0: it, to me it, it feels more like huh it's taking us five films in a craig movie to finally have a proper one-liner um I, <laughs> this is an underrated funny moment which i, I don't i'm assuming it's oh, played yeah. for laughs the way q's like okay so what you got to do is you got to do this you Bond's like done it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and you know i i always thought it was funny too but None of the three times I saw it did it get any laughs in the theater and yet like oh that's really clever.
0: Yeah. Even Cass was like,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's very good, daddy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and even Q was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> I do love um so people listened to our last episode. I'd seen, I'd seen Macbeth the last time we did this, did I? Was that, did we talk yeah, about that? Well, on?
1: it might've been Patreon. I, I think.
0: think it was our Patreon. One. So for those who are cheap and don't pay for it, I saw Macbeth <laughs> in New York and I saw Daniel Craig in person. And so our references, but um, so afterwards the stage door, and this was like still COVID. I mean, we're still in COVID, but like Broadway had like, you know, very strict rules. So they weren't doing the stage door thing where you could meet the actors and that. So Daniel Craig literally walks out, waves, gets in his car, drives off, buggers off. So I'd seen a few more clips of like fans because they'd relaxed a few things since then. And I always thought that like if I'd seen him like signing, like because I knew what time it finished, I knew where to go. So I'd, you know, go there again. But the few that clips that I'd seen of people, like, filming him, he'd just basically done the same, removed his mask, and he would still walk out, just wave, get in the car, drive off. Ruth Nagar would start stopping for people and taking photos <laughs> and signing autographs. And so Daniel Craig's like, oh, no, COVID, absolutely. Got to get in the car, bugger <laughs> off, bye-bye. And I saw um, one, of, hi Jen, uh, one of her friends went and saw The Music Man, and Hugh Jackman's one is literally basically a whole block of people waiting to see him, whereas Daniel Craig's just like a little alley. Um, but like Hugh Jackman would like, I think he was still kind of being COVID. He wasn't wearing a mask. Every now and then you would see him like shaking a person's hand, but he was still just like waving at people. But the thing that annoyed me is that apparently they started on random nights when you saw Macbeth, when they give out the playbills, like the little programs that that night, they would um, give out signed copies of it. So I never got a signed Macbeth, but uh, I'm sad I missed out on that. I can, did I show you the playbill for that? I think I did. I've got it right here. Where is it?
1: Still in the envelope. Well, did you mail my, it to yourself.
0: No, this is my 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 uh, birth certificate. If you want to prove where I was born, <laughs> and my <laughs> see, like
1: birthday cake from the Deborah Messing play. <laughs>
0: my degrees in that. So yeah, there it. There we go. Hello, oh, Daniel, what a beautiful
1: man. Look, Ruth Nega is coming out of his ear. <laughs> Who wouldn't?
0: What did you just say before about birthday candles?
1: Uh Deborah Messings.
0: <laughs> Where is she? There she is! Look <laughs> at her!
1: Oh, she's she's still looking fairly young.
0: She's she was great. Absolutely brilliant.
1: And you got a baseball behind you? You really cleaned up in New York. And my Fedora? And your Fedora.
0: <laughs> Which can I just say, I think I told this to Noah. Um, I showed my dad. I'm like, Dad, what do you think? He's like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, death scene. This is going to be epic. This is the whole like, oh, you're gonna die. Ugh. Doesn't have to die, but whatever. I'm still okay with him dying.
1: It's just you know, creepy. He even looks me. creepy
0: the way he's laying there.
1: Yeah, but like, here's the problem. You go from creepy looking scars all over his face, Saffin. And here it's like, he doesn't look that unusual. And yet they've built him up now in the later parts of the movie. It's like, he's weird. Like other people say he's weird. And I'm like, no, he's not really that weird. Why didn't they have the scars still really, really deformed? Like it it feels cheap that you see this horribly scarred face beneath the mask in the opening sequence. And then 20 years later or whatever, it's like "Ah, a little bit of a residual scarring. Is um
0: Here's a question to ponder. Uh, so I stand by the fact that Silva is the one Bond villain that wins. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets what he wants. Even though he dies, he still gets what he wants. Does Safin technically kind of get what he wants? Like, I mean, because it's never really clearly established why he's doing this whole thing around the world. So it could just well, be really in a way just being a dick. He kind of, he wants um Madeline. So clearly he doesn't get that, but he still prevents someone else from being with her. So he... Kind of,
1: and does. he gets revenge on all the people he wanted to get revenge on. Blofeld's yeah. dead. Spectre's gone. So Saffin all of them, even HR,
0: kind of gets, and that is such a cool kill. Um, yeah. So he kind of gets what he wants in a weird way, not quite on the mm-hmm. level of Silver. I mean, Silver only wanted M dead. M dies. Spoiler alert. So this is the one error of Bond where everyone dies. Like Jesus Christ.
1: Everybody but Money, Penny, and Tanner.
0: At least it's not Star Wars, where these people will probably stay dead. So. <laughs> That's how they're going to explain it in okay. Bond twenty six. I cloned myself.
1: I love the the. Uh, I don't know if you see the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire shot, where it's like, "How did Palpatine return on the Rise of Skywalker?" And then it's got like these things like cloning, dark uh, force science, and one of the things is just somehow <laughs> one of the options. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I watched a, um, a watch Mojo top ten. It was like top ten scenes in Star Wars that made fans like rage quit or something like that. And mm-hmm. one of them was the whole like, "How did Palpatine? Somehow Palpatine has returned." It's like
1: <laughs> somehow.
0: <laughs> anyway, I guess this moment we should probably focus on what's happening because it's um kind of a big deal. At this point, when you're watching this for the first time, what are you thinking?
1: Oh, that he's dying uh <laughs> You honestly thought, but like, yet, you thought
0: they're going to do it? I,
1: I, I'm, I, I was at this point, I'm starting to think I know where they're going with this and I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, still in the back of my head, I was 50 50. This was the first point where I believed because on all our coverage beforehand, we're like, they're not going to kill Bond. But at this point, I'm like, ooh, they might. And then still I'm thinking, ah, uh, there's got to be a way out of this.
0: Yeah. I, I, at this point, was just complete denial. I'm like, no, 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 no they're not going to do it. There, there's a hell, something's going to happen. Like, no. Like They'll I see wash up the thing. Beach somewhere. even to the point where the missiles like blew him up, I was like, No. <laughs> and the first time I saw it, I had that guy like wailing at the top of his lungs. He was like crying his eyes out. <laughs> and then the second time I saw it was when that guy went up to go to the toilet. I felt like, mate, you might want to sit down for this. <laughs> I think every time I saw it though, like outside of Guy crying, like you could hear a pin drop in the cinema. Like it was Oh yeah. Which was like, we were the second time I saw Jurassic World Dominion. Like, you know, I think I talked about how the first time I saw it, like, bloody Americans clapping and cheering at everything. Uh, the second time, there was like five people in the movies and like, didn't utter a sentence at all when anything happened.
1: I know I mentioned um, I stayed through the entire credits just waiting to see the James Bond will return. Oh, me too. And right as the credits were ending, these two guys behind me said, like, We just sat through two and a half hours to watch James Bond die. And all of a sudden it comes up, like, literally, the next second, James Bond will return. And they're like, Oh. that
0: was it they just left do you think they did that deliberately to troll people that they did the very because usually like oh yeah
1: it often like
0: i think the craig ones have always been at the very end but like often they would do it near the beginning will not they
1: yeah like i think the brosnans had it at the beginning um but yeah the the classic ones would always have at the end you know they're waiting to the very end to do that
0: i still my favorite like the the meme thing which Noah mentioned, I think, and I sort of recreated it because they took it down. It was easy to recreate. was the whole bit that when he dies and it's penny waking yeah. up in the sex VR. <laughs> oh, rather hard, isn't it? <laughs> always amazes me, like, you know, actors, great, you know, people always, oh, they've got such an easy profession. But, like, think about the logistics of filming this. Like, Lea Seydoux has got a whole bunch of cameras. Like, she's not with Daniel Craig, like, saying, I love you, I love yeah. you like they're basically somebody else is there reading lines off camera and she's having to cry and be that way, you know, like that. And same with Daniel Craig, like he's having to, you know, be that way basically with Gloria filling up a woman yeah. in the background. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Craig do shit. And, and uh, really Lacey Dew doesn't get enough credit for her performance in this. I mean, just as actress in general, she's not usually thrown out there as like top level actress, but I would actually say she's one of the more convincing criers I've ever seen in a movie. Like this is really good.
0: Better than Natalie Portman.
1: Way better than Natalie Portman.
0: <laughs> better than Neve Campbell.
1: Oh, there's the ultimate cryer right there. I don't know. If, I don't. I could picture her cry.
0: Is it Neve or Nev?
1: I've heard it pronounced both ways I, I don't Honestly. know if I've ever heard pronounce it though you know it's what mad, it's a weird name.
0: I don't give a shit if you've got a name like that, who gives a fuck say it however <laughs> you like you, I'm sorry, if you're like i, I like I'm, I' whatever her parents called her for that reason, sure, but like fucking hell, you deserve <laughs> to like have your name mispronounced anyway, sorry shit Bon <laughs> oh at this point, I'm just like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> but the music
1: yeah, and- here. I still remember Jamie like turning to me when it happened. And I'm like, I'm just like, mm, I, you just, <laughs> even if the movie's over, she's like, so what did you think? And I'm like, I'm going to need some time. <laughs> I, I <laughs> <Three> like, <minutes. laughs> I
0: wish I had seen this for the first time with somebody, but like, I just, I just sat there. Like it wasn't kind of like um, say better call soul spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the mid season finale of season five, six, whatever it was, mm-hmm. when Howard gets shot, I literally Oh he's did. I literally like put my mouth the hand on my mouth and just sat there for the remaining of the yeah. episode like fuck. Like, like this I think I was just literally was just sitting there just staring at the screen and I like basically did what, not move until the credits start. I'm just like, what just happened?
1: You know it's weird. I mean guaranteed Better Call Saul did not have, you know, the the time to respond to No Time to Die. They probably filmed it before this movie came out. But it's interesting that both of those kind of Preceded a major death by having another major death to almost convince the audience you're not going to have another death after this.
0: But the, the second time I saw this, like, made me tear up. Like, I obviously knew what to expect, but just the music and the, the one thing, like, everything I'm saying about how, like, this is going to be the bomb move where he dies, but he did it basically to get out of fatherhood, you know, he should have done it for <laughs> saving it or whatever the way it's executed with the music, the visuals, just that shot of him standing over looking, even the way it just transitions into this great little speech. Like I actually liked the way this ends. Like you could have just ended this or dragged it out for another 10 minutes, had a funeral, like all this kind of stuff you could have had. But like, I just kind of like how it just, it's just them sitting around a table, having a drink, reads out a quote and then you got her driving off.
1: It's like, I'm going to tell you a story about James Bond.
0: You could have had it like the Trevelyan speech in GoldenEye, like, just a small funeral with maybe Miss Moneypenny standing around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think that would have been cool if they had, like, recreated that. But, like, I don't know. It just works because you, like, literally my point of the first time I watched it, like, shock. You've got some level of shock. People are shocked. You're like, mm-hmm. like oh, my God, they just, they, they went there. Um, And on the everything or everything wrong with video, like, the whole you know, one of the tropes they always do in their movies is like James Bond survives this. Like they always say, like this character survives this when they shouldn't be surviving it. So I love how in that one they go, James Bond survives. Wait, he doesn't. Oh my god, they went there and then they like <laughs> yeah. remove like a sin. <laughs> um, so well, it, you know it's yeah. so
1: funny because uh, on the Oz Network we talk about in the Star Wars movies. Man, Money Penny's looking good there. Um, we we talk about in the Star Wars movies that like George Lucas included that scene in Return of the Jedi with Yoda confirming because he had consulted psychologists saying, how will children accept Darth Vader being Luke's father? And psychologists said children will be in denial. They're going to assume that he's lying. And they hilariously cut to a shot of James Earl Jones in the making up where James Earl Jones was like, the first time I found out, I'm like, he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> so so, but yet we have experienced that as grown men watching James Bond, where we're all like, wait, but could he wash up on a beach? Is he really dead? <laughs> so we're like children watching Star Wars when it comes to James Bond dying.
0: Oh, and just like, I I think the thing that like added to it is that, yeah, you've like sampled the, da, 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 but then when they yeah. literally close, We're, rah, 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 the you're working. just like, oh my God, they're using yeah. it.
1: And it's, it's it also, it's, this is for a long time, not always considered to be a Bond theme on level yeah. with the other ones because it doesn't play in the opening and closing credits. Now we have it officially as a Bond theme song.
0: I just want them to like re-edit it like I'm gonna wake up. Yes. Sir. I said to you like off that I Before before we um Before we watched this, I watched The River Wild. Great movie. Kevin Bacon, Meryl Streep. Um, I I went onto YouTube. No one's ever made a video on The River Wild. And sure enough, there's just like a trailer and just like, you know, a couple of classic scenes. But then I see The River Wild alternate ending. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's literally the final scene when Kevin Bacon gets shot and killed. And because, like, if you remember it, like, literally there's like silence. There's not even music or anything. He just floats off and dies. So somebody then starts putting in Footloose. So he's like, he's working so hard. Like, when he's like floating down the river. And I'm like, okay, that's funny.
1: You know, we needed like an alternate version of the theme, the way the Spy Love Me had. Where hmm. this ends in you all of we have all the time in the world.
0: I just think they should edit that now with a nobody does it. There's one to edit, just like do it like you know him getting blown up. Makes the rest. <laughs> Why hasn't that ever been dubbed into it? You have the missiles coming down. <laughs> um well we've got another Oh, only four minutes to go of the credits. I thought they went for longer than that. Um
1: What do we want to talk about? <laughs> Azerbaijan
0: <laughs> Any uh I think I think we've opened this episode with the Azerbaijan national anthem mixed with like um <laughs> Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, maybe, haven't we? Because this is the thing, like, when I used to do commentaries, I could always use, like, the alternate song for the movie or, like, a theme or something like that. There's nothing really for no time to die I can use. So,
1: like... Wallace and Gromit theme? There's a... I don't think
0: there's a theme for Wallace and
1: Gromit. (laughs) I was asking. I was I'm Wallace
0: and I'm Gromit. (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da-da. Azerbaijan National... What is the Azerbaijan National Anthem? Pet Shop Boys, probably? Go... (laughs) That's what I'm opening with. Go West by the Pet Shop Boys. That's a great song. Do you like the Pet Shop Boys, Colin? No,
1: not really. What?
0: What's wrong with the Pet Shop Boys? Uh, a little bit
1: bland and dull.
0: Ha! Oh, they're like Azerbaijan. They're so if people are wondering why we open with Go West by the Pet Shop Boys, it took you like two and a half hours to get that answer. You're welcome. We don't give away our answers here on 007. We make you wait. Um, <laughs> I literally can't do Andrew Hedges. Anything anymore. Um, uh, final thoughts could, on we- No Time to Die. Are we ever going to do an episode? We say this every time we finish a No <laughs> Time to Die episode, but um, I literally can't think of any other reason we'd there's, be doing a No Time to Die episode
1: now. Yeah, the, there's nothing else we do unless we get Nicholas Susick on to argue the flip side of Bond's die. Oh, he hates this oh, movie. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get him on. Follow but.
0: him on Twitter. Seriously, every day. He's like, I love you, Nicholas. You're great, but dude- calm the fuck down it wasn't that bad
1: <laughs> seriously you could not watch it <laughs> tell us about all exactly the just don't watch gonna-
0: it and write another
1: book <laughs> <laughs> you, you know will anyway next his next book's gonna be on everything wrong with No Time to Die.
0: <laughs> he actually he's written another one since because I caught up on all these books, but now he wrote one on like the women of the Brosnan era. So I need to read. Oh that yeah,
1: one. there's that and the Martin Campbell one, which oh, I I, I just Campbell watched. One. I just watched Vertical Limits, so maybe, uh, maybe I'll. I will i can really. Campbell I know you meant
0: to say so. I just interrupt you. Like, love you, Nicholas. I love your books. I really do. Actually, like, I seriously like them. But like, I will say the Martin Campbell one. Like, you didn't need, like, the font could be, like, you literally increased the font size and double-spaced it to fill a book up. Like, I think you could have just published an article on your website, mate. Like, seriously, it's milk the cow there.
1: I know it's mostly used to promote um, his book, too, but, I mean, he's posting a lot of stuff about Martin Campbell's new movie, Memory, with Liam Neeson, mm. which, for me... You have Martin Campbell doing a movie with Liam Neeson. I should be hundred percent on board, but I'm sorry, that is a terrible movie. Nicholas, just own up to it. That movie is way worse it? than No Time did, to did Die. You, yeah, did you it see was it? not good. <laughs> and it's got Guy Pearce in it. So how can it? And Monica Aww. Bellucci. You got Liam Neeson, Monica Bellucci, Guy Pearce, Martin Campbell movie, and it sucked. Way worse than No Time to Die. So let's get some criticism of that movie out there.
0: Actually, what like do we want to um? we don't open with go well we've already opened people are listening to this now but what's that like weird french song they play in the opening of of this movie
1: oh the um well let me go back here it'll be see.
0: some blend of go west and <laughs> billy eilish and the Azerbaijan. and that french song
1: don't why is canada Don's thought La Ville dorm.
0: why was canada thanked in the credits there
1: there's a lot of french songs here um what other songs do we have here? Ooh, hot sauce, Salsa Verde is a song on the soundtrack.
2: Ooh, I love that. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh hot you sauce. Sound like Salsa Witten Verde. <laughs>
1: it's filmed in the Faroe um, Islands. Yeah, we got a song called Love in the Arena by so think- Ja Buzz.
0: So I think the reason the James Bond will return, like, even throws, because you see the No Time to Die logo, then they do, like, that weird credits, and then you see that. Yeah. Like, that is what threw me off, because, like, you don't usually get that, like, the literal last thing. Um, is your MGM logo, like, a still shot of a lion? <laughs> like, that's weird. <laughs> uh, anything to add? This is it. No Time to Die. We have milked the cow. We have Nicholas Susick nope. this. Uh, <laughs>
1: No, we will uh, We will be back with the dogs for 26. That's the next time you're going to hear us talking about a new Bond movie.
0: We will be. So we won't be doing a new Bond movie commentary for a while. We'll, we've talked about this plenty of times before. The reasons why we did commentaries was so we could do Casino Royale and Never Say Never Again, <laughs> uh, as in the 54 and 67 versions. So we, we want to do those, and we really would like to do those who no, know, particularly Casino Royale 67. I think that would be a lot of fun, and Never Say Never Again. So we will still do commentaries, at least three more, and then I, I think that'll be it until we do another one. But um, coming up, um, a mixture of rankings, hopefully. We're hopefully to do get another rankings on soon with Noah um, whenever we can get him available. Uh, but outside of that, I think we're going to get started on our next uh, project being the next six films from our six Bond actors. And are we just doing it in order again? So yeah, starting off with Entrapment, entrapment first. Which uh, will be our first Connery film. Connery and Catherine um, Scotland versus Wales, the battle we've all wanted to see on top of the Patronus Towers in Malaysia. So old I'm excited Old versus that. young. It's the uh, the late '90s version of let's get old people with young people. That's just what <laughs> they like to do. Um, but yes, we'll have yeah some rankings hopefully scattered in there. And later this year, we'll be doing a Bond at 60 episode. I had a thought for that, Colin. Now this is a on-air mm-hmm. pre-production meeting. We could do like 60 facts. Oh, Bond on its 60th year or 60 things. we l- I don't know. Like, we each have to come up with 20 things. I don't know. Like- you know we,
1: it takes us six hours to rank 25 things. You want us to have Noah on an episode where he's got 20 things himself to say?
0: Well, maybe we just come up with, like, our 20 favorite things of James Bond or something. I don't know. And we 20, each have 20. 20,
1: and f- 20 favorite pants. Bond yeah. has won.
0: <laughs> our 20 fav each, our 20 favorite, co- I don't know, but I, it'll be a long episode, but like, we don't sit there and go number 60, number 59. Like, we literally just go, Colin, read out your 20 favorite pieces of grass in James Bond. <laughs> I don't know, just a thought. Stupid ideas, shut me down, whatever. And we'll also do a Bond, uh, Ben reads the books, I think. Noah was desperate mm-hmm. for that episode. So, yeah, uh, Ben's just got to start reading ben, again. Didn't he say we're going to do it after I read the first three? Like, I don't know why we just don't wait till I read them all. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we'll we'll break them up into sections because if we wait till you read them all... It'll be about as soon as when Jamie and I finish our rewatch, uh, we get a ranking. Yeah, so. Can we, have you we done that yet?
0: I need you to fix our rankings, for God's <laughs> sake. It's still sitting there. Um, Patreon is a thing. Um, we appreciate our one Patreon subscriber. They get an exclusive episode every month. Well, sort of. Uh, we should record that next week, uh, Colin. Um, so great benefits available on that. Patreon.com forward slash 007, I believe it is. Uh, if, if not, go to 7wordpresscom Click on the Patreon link there, and you can find out what you get, and you get an exclusive episode, maybe, um, and other stuff, which is good. And listen to our other shows. The Oz Network, it's okay. Uh, Off the Podium, great. Award-winning. Commonwealth Games, listen to that. strand uh, Survivor Archives, possibly coming soon. Euros Vision, happened earlier this year. Won't happen again to next year. And The Brink, returning. And Colin, I want to get you on The Brink again soon. So we'll talk about that at some point. Um, sure. Sure sure. Uh, any sure. other bad stories to share about your
1: children before we let you go? Ah, uh, no, I gotta go make a whole bunch of new bad memories now. They're waiting for me. That's
0: <laughs> what every person says to me ever, uh, as they leave me. Uh, my name is Ben and Azerbaijan. <sighs>
1: <laughs> and da 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 my name is Colin Hilding, da 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 Can you go faster? We don't
2: mean to go faster. We have all the time in the world. Why would I This was a good soup. Now now it is waste, even if it is a joke. There is more complexity in my
1: tomato soup than both of your brains combined. One day I will put Ebola in your tea, and then I will watch as your faces sweat blood. He's
2: got a terrifying imagination, hasn't he?
0: Well, oh, isn't this a surprise, Felix? James. Here's the blonde. Where'd you find the Book of Mormon? Hello. My name is Elder Price, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. Logan
2: Ash, State Department. It's really nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. I mean, I'm not, I'm
0: a huge fan. You're really the only guy for the job. <laughs> You're the guy. He is out of line here, Felix Did M
1: order you to kill
0: suspect? Don't answer He's M behind me?
2: He, he is out of line. Felix Ash, is, Ash, shut your mouth.
0: I get a feeling in
2: my gut. Ash might not be on our side. So, why don't you help me out, brother? I got a brother. Small
0: world. something? Em, darling, couple of things. He's like this every day. Not as a bag of bees. The a happy new future for Spectre. Where's the package? Short trip. Cuba. You love it there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Paloma? I'm something about a hat in Paris. Uh I? I call it CC. I, I I forget things when I get nervous. This is the biggest job I've ever had. Is your room?
1: Some wine cellar.
2: Don't you think we we'll ought to get to know each other just a little bit before we uh... Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I no 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 This is gonna be a brilliant day. I know. I've done three weeks training. You were excellent. You too. Next time stay longer. No yeah, well
2: this.
1: specter i seen
0: a lot of spectre-agents. Yes. And it looks like all of them. It's so good, life,
2: Is it? The best. Name? Bond. James Bond.
0: I'm not just a pretty face. I stopped trusting pretty faces a long time ago, Felix.
2: Report 007. Thank you. 007? That must bother you. You can go in. Thank, thank you. you.
1: Alone, I'm
2: afraid. Oh, does that bother you? <laughs> my sweet James, what do you want? Cuba was quite the party. Uh, happy birthday, by the
1: way. Thank
2: you. Blowfell's eyeball unlocked. This is my teeth.
0: Oh, download. for fuck's sake. And how strong is it? It's. Fairly strong. Fairly. fairly strong? What's that We mean? haven't had the chance to test it properly, just be careful. Die. My God, you're thirsty at the moment!
2: we just need more time. <laughs> if we only had more time. <laughs> you have all the time in the world. <laughs> yes! I like animals, bye bye.